Yo. Hey, welcome to the new meta. Episode 136. Damn. 136. 136. What happened to 135? Oh, wait, we did that Saturday. Yeah. In case we did you the didn't bonus. know, there's a bonus episode. Yeah. You can catch it right now on Fluff's YouTube. Literally the fastest yeah. turnaround I've ever done on a podcast, ever. by the way. <laughs> yeah. He had it done the same night. I don't think he went to sleep. No. I told him, if you go to sleep, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. Chat brings up a good point. Uh, quiet week. Uh, really not a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, should we just say, let's just skip this one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't we really have anything. You know, we, it was so hard to fill the schedule uh, today. I know. It was like, what are we going to put on? I got like one thing on the schedule that, you know, I got one thing, literally right. one thing. And I know what it is based you? on your background. Okay. Uh, wh what do you want to tell us about? What's it? What is it? Hearthstone. It's about, it's about wow. Wow stuff. <laughs> no, the background, <laughs> your background is Hearthstone. Why don't you show oh, it up? Is it, wait, wait. Oh, what? Hearthstone what forged Hold on. in the Barrens. Wow. Yeah, well, it's kind of wow stuff, right? Hearthstone, what is this garbage you put behind me? What is this? <laughs> it was, listen, uh, we, it looks like I'm at like some redneck restaurant right now or some shit. Of all the things, you know, that were talked about at BlizzCon, Peachout just won't shut up about mm. Hearthstone, guys. It's, yeah, I actually have no idea what this is. You know, I still haven't watched any other game stuff yet. I started watching some a while because I'm, you know, you know, I'm into it. And I, I, it was like four in the morning. I fell asleep and I haven't watched it since. I, I haven't gone back to it. Um, yeah, it puts me right to sleep too. Did, did Overwatch even get anything? I don't even think they had. Uh, yeah, and, they, I don't know. I, I, there was a thing with the guy and uh, I, I, I meant to watch YouTube it. YouTube thumbnails where it's like, Blizzard hates Overwatch. They're letting it oh, die. Really? Like sure. all, all this Overwatch. It's, it's like, you know how the Diablo stuff we oh, got yeah. a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. It feels like Overwatch is now the new Diablo. I will you know? say it does seem awfully weird to me that uh, her, or, uh, Overwatch did not get an opening spot since it's, you know, Overwatch 2 and people are like, what the hell's going on? And then they went into Arcade. Like how big of a slight does that feel if you're yeah, an Overwatch Yeah, Arcade. 30-year-old Arc games. That, there's only three of them in the arcade too. Got a like a 30 minute segment, and Overwatch didn't get anything. Yeah, that's weird. So I feel weird. for you, Overwatch people. Yeah, we've been there, man. I, Hang we, in I there. Know, I know the pain, right? Hang in there. Overwatch two will come out, and it will be mediocre, and then they'll fix it and make it better after everybody leaves. I understand your pain. <laughs> <laughs> too real. Too real. Uh, it's, it's yeah, man. It is too real. It's like a cycle. Dude. And then they'll make it better. They'll give you hope. And then they just completely abandon you again. And then they'll just leave. They'll, they'll be like, oh, this is great. And then, yeah. What? Yeah. Blizzard? Yeah. Daddy? This, this, we're just making, we're, this is a hypothetical chat. This doesn't yeah. have anything to do with anything. No, no, uh, nothing to do with Diablo. Mm -mm. I'll tell you what, though. If, if Overwatch starts hiring some new CMs, that's when you get excited that things are turning around. Yay. You know, you know? maybe not wrong. That was, the, that was like the turning. That was yeah. like the corner, you know? It was. That was the corner. Pivotal so, turning point for Diablo. Yeah. yeah. So at least, at least in my eyes. Uh, no, but seriously, though, we did have uh, patch notes for a 2.7.0 dropped, which is going to be season 23. True. Two, three. They dropped true. today. And yes. um, they're 
the biggest patch notes we've had since Reaper of Souls. I would want since to argue the Necromancer. Yeah, which is oh, that's yeah, what I meant honestly. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Necro. I don't know why I said Reaper right. of Souls. To me, that was what should have been in Reaper of Souls. Um, but yeah, when did Necro hit? Season eleven. Eleven. So yeah. It's been a long time, and that was at least two years ago, if not more. More, yeah. Yeah, so it's been years since we've had changes this big. We're going to talk about the patch notes, but first, let's talk about the poll from BlizzCon from last week. Yeah, yeah. Not even, like, it's just a few days ago, really. Yeah, a couple days ago, right? <laughs> uh, we'll post it in chat so you guys can vote super-duper quick, maybe? Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Friday... After BlizzCon day one, and we had the bonus new meta podcast, we asked Diablo 4 Rogue, exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark. (laughs) What's the feedback? Uh, Option one, Poggers. Option two, damn, was hoping for a different class. Option three, meh. What, what, Pichai, what do you vote? What what do you think? Poggers, man. It looked good, (laughs) dude. It looks, it it looked fun. It looked really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I agree it's poggers, but I still got to say, I damn, know. I was hoping for a different class. <laughs> Listen, man, I think given given your un, undying love for Necro, I understand where you're coming from, but that's a pretty good substitute. That's a pretty... You know, I thought about this a little bit. And, you know, I if no Necro gets announced, you know, worst case scenario, world ending type stuff. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably play a rogue poison, uh, melee type, but then I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, you know, what would suck about that is I'm already by, by buying into rogue, I'm kind of already buying into the fact that 50% of my class I'm not interested in because I don't care about bows. I don't like bows. I really don't want anything to do with bows. And the same thing would go for druid. You know, druid seems like it's going to have a lot of poison stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm not into shape-shifting. I'm not really into the whole elemental spellcasting. Yeah. So that would suck to kind of, you have to buy into so, a class that, where well, I know we, at we, least 50% plus is not for me. Yeah, we still got one left, though. So. Yeah, and man, this, the tinfoil hat is coming strong with that yeah. campfire scene. And then that campfire that scene, shadow. Like, dude, they, they planted the shadow. The Pulled shadow, I'm telling, I'm telling everybody that's a misdirect. It's a super misdirect, man, because, and if you, if you break it down, you can go to D4's main page. It's, it's still there. The main website is. <laughs> Blizzard.com. Okay. And then, just, Blizzard. yeah. and then if you're playing bingo, by the way, Fluff's Googling something right now. Ah, so. zing. <laughs> See, um, but yeah, scroll down to the second campfire or the second one more. There you go. Oh, maybe not. Oh, I think, is there a skip? I hear the skip. Yeah. Yep, there so it there is. it is. And so if you guys are listening, we have the campfire scene pulled up in the visual. But obviously, like they planted that, of course, and they know what they're doing. But the, the noticeable thing that I see, there's no shoulder pads on that. Like, okay, so that the helm could be a robe. The silhouette doesn't have these these jagged or leather looking. Like, look at the rogue's shoulders. Look at the druid's shoulders. Even the sorceresses. They kind of have upward angles and sharper angles and... So that could either be a chainmail helm or yeah. it could be a cloaked helm with a robe to get that smooth 
that smooth line. They should just put that guy in the. Yeah, they, they could have just that guy. <laughs> but I honestly, honestly, man, I hundred percent feel like it's a debate, just misdirection to get people guessing, you know, and this and that. And it's gonna not the the character class when they're finished is not gonna fit that silhouette, you know. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's to me when I first looked at this image, I see a Crusader in, in, or a, a, a Paladin and Chainmail, and I'm I like, do Shit. too. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. people, uh, Riker literally did like a seven hour stream where all they did was talk about this. Uh, yeah. One of the guys in there mentioned, uh, God, what's his face? So you know how they think that Rathma is the dude? Yeah. So technically, that Playable silhouette Rathma. looks like this because it comes down on the sides of his head. Uh huh. You guys can see that at all. Okay. And so Rathma is, you know, he's the father of necromancers he is a necromancer he's the original necromancer so you know his cult might look like him it's a very smooth it's a very smooth headpiece which is either the male a bald head or a robe like it's not a helmet or hair of any kind it's just way too smooth and that right there i think does a good job yeah yeah that could show it so that could definitely be that yeah, like I said, it's it's a total debate, man. Like there's it's gonna come and it's gonna it's gonna be like nothing like that. You know, it's gonna be like mm-hmm. some completely different character class. And they're gonna be like, Oh, yeah, I don't know how that got there. So, <laughs> yeah. Probably I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they don't already have the next three or four classes lined out. You know, yeah. I would say at least three. The one that we're gonna get and then two DLCs. Um, whether they're free content or paid content, I you know, who knows? But Necro is definitely going to be one of them. We still don't have a pet class. Like, here's the biggest problem. We have Barb is melee, Druid is hybrid, Rogue is hybrid, uh, and Sorceress is caster. So you have one dedicated range, one dedicated melee, two hybrids, no pet class. And there has to be a pet class in D4. Yeah. You know? There Agreed. has to be. Agreed. So if, they, if it's not a pet class, like, what? What are we doing? Is there not going to be a pet class in Diablo 4 at all, period, ever? Like, that seems horrible. All I got to say is, you know, they did that whole section with Mr. Llama, right? Um, yeah. I sit down and you got a panel and they gave a reaction trailer and all that stuff. Whatever, since they're going to announce Necro next year. So whatever they did for Llama this year, they need to step up their game uh, about tenfold and do the same for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Give you a Necro reveal trailer? Whatever was, if the people thought that was Poggers. We need to we need to take it to the next level, Blizzard. They should Call do me. a new meta necro non-reveal trailer if it's not. So, <laughs> so you can I laugh at me. What yes, the I could be here and just be like, oh yes, and then you could be like, oh no. <laughs> we did so yesterday. Um, I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was today. I don't even remember. Uh, we were we were streaming a little bit, and we had um, we were st- we got on the subject of the 2018 versus 2019 versus. BlizzCon line and, and everything. And I, I brought out some of the never before seen footage of our reactions. Cause you know, I filmed the entire <laughs> opening ceremony. Oh, like shit. I, I face cammed myself. Right. Yeah. And so I was showing some of that and it was, it was so fun to go back. Like now you can look and laugh, right? Sure. Cause we got Diablo four and we've played Immortal, and it's, you know, actually a pretty good game and all this stuff. But at the time it was not funny. Like it was not, it was not a, a laugh at it moment. You know, that's why I archived it. And um, when, they, when he says he's, 
Wyatt literally said the word mobile and I have my face and your faces on camera. And we both are like instantly, like it was an instant soul sucked out of us moment. Yeah. It was so funny to go back and watch that. Um, but funny. yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun to do the necro reveal again. Yeah. You know, if they did it, that'd be a cool thing. So for sure. It'd be bloggers. I, I think that's fake though. I, do you, what do you think the chances are? That's actually an outline of the character. class? I think it, there's a good chance. Zero. I think there's a good I'm chance. Zero. Cause I think that they want it to be vague and then like the reveal would be like, Oh, you know, that turns out that that was that the whole time. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that, you know, I didn't see it when I looked at that. Nobody, that that. nobody guessed rogue. Nobody picked this out. They didn't leak this. Yeah. I didn't hear leaks of rogue. Did you? No, but it is Hunter. I mean, come on. It really yeah, is. It's, it, it is a, it's a ranged bow class, but it's, it's got, it's got melee in it too. I, predicted a bow class that was purely range. I did not think of a hybrid. I didn't think they were going to make a hybrid. So, and nobody leaked it. That's the thing. It's like, I didn't see any leaks on this. So they, they kept it pretty close. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's a lot. The only, the only thing that makes me maybe believe that silhouette at all is that Blizzard is so bad about revealing reveals. They're like, yo, we're going to show you a campfire scene. Can't tell you what it is though. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you just like we know what we're getting now. Think about how cool the rogue would have been. I think that that was a good reveal, though. Like, no, no, the, the rogue. Think about how good it would have been if they didn't tell us they were. No, gonna I disagree. Class. I think it builds up the hikes. People are tuning in because, like, I have to find out what the fourth class is three out of four. You know, versus like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's coming. They're probably just going to give us like another quarterly update kind of thing, where they're going to talk about, you know. uh their design philosophy or something, you know, versus like, we're getting our fourth class. That is meat. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I hate spoilers. I, I like not knowing anything when I watch content, like, you know, when I, when blizzards dropping stuff, I don't want to know anything. I avoided all leaks for BlizzCon this, this year around. Cause I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna make videos on it anyways. And so let's just, let's go in this expecting to see, you know, excited to see what we're going to get so yeah but let's see the poll let's see the poll results what, what did the what did you guys think you better click poggers yeah 63 <laughs> percent of the vote says poggers poggers 23 percent of the vote says damn i was hoping for a different class and 14 percent of the vote says meh who says meh at all what's wrong with you guys you'll never be happy yeah Peely players they're like i'm not playing this game anyways hey. um pretty pretty interesting dude the the uh, imbue weapons were, was pretty cool man switching over and I, I watched some of the footage to see exactly how that plays out and it looked like they hit the imbue button and then they get three shots sometimes sometimes it was only one shot so i wonder if there were talents or gear that affected that probably yeah but um but they were getting up to three shots with the cold and poison so Playstyle looked interesting on it, though. It didn't seem to have a super long cooldown, which was cool. So, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was, I thought it looked pretty good. And especially with other, uh, we saw, so we got to see Ice, Poison, and uh, Shadow. Shadow, yeah. I didn't see Fire. I'm assuming Fire would be one, two. And maybe. Maybe Lightning. They can't so. give them all. Because then what, what happens when they implement COE, you know? <laughs> then you're swapping. <laughs> you're swapping There's too many elements. Out. You know, if they put COE in, uh, I know we just delete. Come on, uninstall. Did you see the, did you see the Waller mechanic on the boss? Did you see yep. the new Waller mm -hmm. mechanic? Mm -hmm. It looked really cool. 
you guys that didn't see it, the boss put a wall and it was a circular wall um, between it encased some enemies in with the boss and some outside. And uh, the cool thing was, is you could damage the wall to break it down to get in or to get out. So it wasn't like wall in D3 where it's just like you're waiting for time. Like you can literally break it, like beat it up and break it. That was pretty cool. So I like it. And then the poll for next week, team. What are you most hyped for with PTR? Option one, leaderboard filter. Option two, follower overhaul. Option three, firebird revamp. Or option four, Rathma revamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you're gonna pick. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. I mean, there's two in there that are like, yes, please. Yeah. Um, oh, there's there's all of them are like, mm, yeah, no, no, two. Yeah, two. Yes. Two. Literally two. But we'll talk about that. Okay. Well, let's talk about it then. No, we're doing the QA panel first. Oh my we're God. gonna oh. we're gonna stall for content. We're gonna okay. that's this is how you do for it. content. So if you guys didn't know, me and Peachel were given the opportunity to sit down and uh ask some questions about Diablo 4. And so yeah. we want to kind of we've heard from me, if you guys have seen the video on my YouTube, but we haven't heard from P, right? He was there. I want to hear some feedback on some of these questions. What do you thought and what did you think of the responses, right? Okay. So the first question, he's not going to be able to hear this. So I'm going to have to play it for you guys and then say it out loud to him just for reference. Yeah. Person out of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, here we go. Diablo 4. Um, it's hard to pinpoint because it's such a long video shit. <laughs> Right. Or a person out of, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. People. But I set it up first. Hey. But I thought you faced Diablo. Um, is there? I, I see in other games a large portion of development time is spelt, spent on a low percentage of high-end players, a sort of trickle-down hype tactic. Uh, whereas in Diablo 4, we saw that the leaderboards were scrapped pretty early on, which was pretty much the only end-game, high-end game activity to do in D3. Uh, what do you anticipate will be the direction of these high-end players in D4? So yeah, the question was, you know, uh, we see other games using that whole trickle-down hype tactic. Uh, mm -hmm. P-Child actually kind of knows this question because we, we were sitting together kind of in a pre-lobby. We we're just like formulating our thoughts and being like, oh, what do you think this sounds like? Or is this too toxic? Or, you know, yeah. like, uh, so well, it's good. We were bouncing ideas. Yeah, yeah. We, like Fluff and I are serious about this interview section. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people didn't take it as serious as we and we really wanted to ask questions that you wanted to know we wanted to know like we, we wanted to ask good questions not just waste the time with like yeah. you know Soft stuff that they wouldn't answer right yeah we, we, like so we, there's a lot of questions that we wanted answers to that we knew if we asked we're gonna get no told, like right. we can't yeah. talk about that mm -hmm. so we tried to ask the most intriguing questions we could possibly think of that they would give us an answer to and so we we just kind of we were brainstorming with each other for a couple hours, actually trying to get the best questions we could. So, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So I kind of asked him what, what's the anticipation for the, what the high end players are going to do in Diablo four. And since he basically had scrapped the idea of leaderboards. So first he comes back and, and basically says like, we haven't made any announcements about leaderboards, which he's not wrong. They haven't like officially made any announcements but yeah. he talked about leaderboards with Quinn, you know, the year before. Yeah. Um, so I kind of expected him to like remember what he'd said, I guess. Um, so yeah, that first, like it took me, it, 
back for a second because it's like no you, you kind of did but I mean, yeah i thought he did too yeah like i i was listening to it and was there for so many of these things like i remember in the interview that we went to that that you appeared in and i thought he talked about leaderboards there as well i thought in that interview he said that yeah, they weren't planning sure. on doing them mm -hmm. yeah, i couldn't find any recorded footage of that one though so that's like i was like i know he yeah. said it part of his quinn thing and i'm pretty sure he said it's part of the q a panels that we were in it's uh, there though yeah but like, i couldn't find we it had the, we had it no I we don't have any footage because did, no but but i know i watched it mm. did blizzard was it in the blizzcon line did they remove the footage from 2019 i wonder if it's still there because i know it existed because i watched it later on mm. i went back and watched it you know i didn't even think to check those because i wasn't granted access to those oh, 2019 I got obviously I, I got you homie <laughs> Let me see. I don't, I don't know. I'll anyway, check for you and yeah. see if we can find it, but I don't know. For the future, sure. Um, but yeah, and then he goes on to say, and I want to know what you think about this. He goes on to say, basically, he kind of expects the character depth and your build depth to carry you as a you know high-end player that puts in a lot of hours, has a lot of hours vested. What did you think about that response? Um, A little out of touch, personally, to me, because I feel like uh, there are people that care about their build, but unless the difficulty of the content scales infinitely, and there's a way to, like, example, greater rifts scaled infinitely, and then you could be like, yo, I'm doing 170s, and nobody else can do 170s, then yeah, I guess that makes sense, because that's your leaderboard. Your leaderboard's the number on the on, on the rift, right? But um, I feel, I, I'm super biased, man, because I feel like, the content that's created for the 1% does trickle down and is a carrot on a stick for players who will never achieve those things, but still somehow keeps them motivated to keep interest in the game, even though they know they're not going to do it. And, and I think a, a prime example of that is when people clear 150s, you instantly start seeing people in the community go, well, my season's done. I'm like, but you didn't do it. So why is your season done? I don't yeah. understand. It's 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 a weird phenomenon, but it happens. It really does, and um, it's a good call. It, it doesn't affect me personally, but it definitely happens. So yeah, that's a good call too. And I I think the, yeah, you're you're kind of on point there with the slightly out of touch um, perspective because I mean that's great. Uh, you know, Path of Exile does that where character depth is kind of what's carrying the game. Obviously, there's tons of things to do, but. Ultimately, there's no real end game form of competition besides delving. Um, there's no true leaderboards or anything like that. And, you know, Diablo 3 only has leaderboards and they just like got rid of that. So uh, I think it's a bit uh, like, I don't know, it is I, out of touch to think that you'll your your complexity will be what carries you, even though everything we've seen so far is really simple. Yeah. But that being said, we haven't seen endgame systems yet. True. So maybe there is some kind of endgame system with the leaderboard that he just can't talk about or doesn't want to talk about. Because it seems to me like he 180'd his stance. His stance in 2019, like I remember leaving the, the meetings and you and I even talking. Like he said no leaderboards, WTF. Like I remember having conversations yeah. specifically about him saying that. And then for him to be like, I never said that. Like, as soon as he said that, I was instantly kind of like, what? Yeah, no, you did. Like, I wanted to be like, yeah, I think pretty sure you did. But that's fine. So his stance changed. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is good, I feel like. So to me, he's like, we might have one still, maybe a small glimmer of hope that we'll, there'll be some kind of 
formal competition. Yeah. Uh, so the second question was from Cass. Do you know where Cass is from? Like, I don't yeah. actually. He's the only maybe, person on this panel I didn't know. Yeah, I've I've never uh, formally been introduced or met him. So maybe if people from the uh, chat or in the YouTube section know, um, can you know help me out and yeah. introduce? So I wanted to ask. It seems like Diablo Four has sort of been going back to its roots in a sense. And what is it about these games that you think wasn't quite captured in Diablo 3. So the question was, uh, what do you think was basically a miss about Diablo 3? Mm. And then Joe goes on to talk about PvP. <laughs> it was like the weirdest kind of redirect. Uh, and then, you know, then, you know, Karina basically piggybacks on that and uh, they talk about the PvP and Karina's the one that kind of designed it. So it was interesting to hear her perspective and you know, from the people that created that that PvP event, the division thing that we were talking about, but it was it was kind of I would have liked to hear hear Joe Shelley talk about what he thought. Yeah, he's probably like I never played Diablo three, so I don't really know. But uh, <laughs> what I've heard is, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you know what? To be fair, uh, and I don't know if you talked about this in your video at all, but. When we first got there, um, did you get there early? I think we kind of jumped in at the same time. And somebody asked, like, is this your first interview panel or have you been doing yeah. it for a while? And Joe Joe looked tired AF. Like, he, <laughs> he looked like I haven't slept. And so um, they, were, they were like, yeah, this is like our fourth or fifth one or something. And they're like, we've, you know, we've got so many more to do and, right. and this and that. And so I jokingly was like, did you guys go to sleep last night? And it wasn't uh, really a laugh. It was just like, was no. it, was it Karina? <laughs> what was her name? Yeah. Karina. Katrina? Karina. Karina. Karina laughed and Joe was like, didn't even smile. He's just like, you're not funny, dude. I was like, okay, my bad. So I think Joe was, Joe looked tired yeah. in this. Uh, okay. So question three. Are the shards the only thing that you're going to try to extract from there? Um, I was curious if loot is going to drop from these monsters that is also stealable by other players. I think that adds a pretty um, hype level to the PvP environment. Uh, so is that follow-up from you where, you know, is it just going to be shards from this PvP event or is it going to be loot? Yeah. Um, I was really disappointed in the answer, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I, I, I almost expressed, I wanted to say my disappointment to them. I wanted to give feedback right then and be like, yo, no, like do it, man. Drop the loot too. So to me, um, that's a, that's a downside, man. Like you're in this area and I think it's an opportunity to have really high tier loot drop in these areas, which incentivizes people to go to these eras areas. And, um, yeah, it just adds, it adds everything to that game mode i think them only having a currency dumbs down the value of the area and i think it's um it makes it unincentivized where people won't want to go there and i don't think they should have exclusive loot that only drops there although i'm not against that but i could see people hating on that but i do think that they should have like let's say uh, ancients are like 5% more likely to drop. Hopefully there's not ancient items in the game, but this is just an example. Ancient items are more likely to drop in there by a little bit, 5% or something. A small number that incentivizes people. Well, I'm going to go farm today. I'm going to go 
I'm going to go farm this event, you know? Yeah. So, um, so. yeah, I, uh, I was a bit, uh, underwhelmed by the response as well. I, I do see your point with the loot and how you like remember those moments and maybe get that perfect weapon. You're like, Oh my God, I'm going to try a little harder. Like I got to do yeah. everything in my power to like stay alive and not yeah, die. Get out of here. Yeah. And yeah. then you talk so, about that, right? Those create the moments yeah. that you remember. Yeah. So loot does drop in there just to clarify. Yeah. It's just that the loot is yours. Like people can't steal your loot. And I know there's so many people going, oh, thank God right now. Like right. I'm telling you of all the division experiences that I remember in my head, every single one of them is in the dark zone trying to get loot out of the dark zone or trying to steal somebody's loot from the dark zone every single one of them and there were some great pve moments in that game i've done all the raids i've done all the things i don't remember those moments for real i don't remember beating the raid and going oh yeah this is so amazing i remember the time that i stole somebody's loot off the rope and and got their god roll exotic uh i i remember losing mine like those are the things where i'm like i remember so i don't know man to me those those moments are fantastic so yeah Next questions from Echo Hack. So we've talked a lot about the the open world aspect of Diablo Four. So I want to understand a little bit more deeper. When you run out of inventory space in the open world, kind of like what happens next? Can you walk me through that loop? Like, do you go back? So I'll cut him off just a little bit early. So basically, yes. You know what's what's kind of the gameplay loop of when your inventory fills up? Right? Are you gonna like port back to town and like sell salvage your stuff, or can we expect something different? And Joe basically, like, wow, will happen. Yeah. Joe says, yes, the same thing, basically. What did you think about that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think in general, I think that question is kind of like, I guess it gives some insight to the end game loop, but it doesn't really matter. So to say to, you know, it depends on how important materials are. Because in all honesty, when your inventory fills up, you're either going to stop picking up stuff or you're going to destroy things you can in the wild or you're just going to drop stuff on the ground like what happens when your inventory fills up in poe yeah stop you, looting you, well or or you go to town and destroy stuff or you drop yeah, you go to town or you yeah you identify stuff in your inventory and you're like no i don't need to keep yep. that blah blah blah. so yeah so uh, i don't think it's gonna really be a huge influence on the game other than a time sink and so i think honestly uh, more importantly to me, what I would want to know is how much loot is going to drop in the game. Like, is our inventory going to fill up multiple times on a single run? Or, you know, so um, I think his response was pretty like, you just do what you need to do to empty it. You're either going to go to town, you're going to go to a hub, you're going to teleport back, you're going to destroy it there on the spot. Like, his response was pretty much what you would think, I guess. Yeah, and I... You know, I know that maybe people are disappointed, like maybe expected them to reinvent the wheel. But to me, I'd much rather them focus their dev effort on like, you know, crafting and end game and uh, depth and skill tree combat, like all the other things. Like, so, yeah, like going back to town, selling loot and salvaging or whatever. I don't I don't care. I don't want loot vomit, though, for sure. Yeah, I doubt so. that Diablo would ever do that. But yeah, well, you never know. Now. Well, yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. All right, so question, the next one comes from, I think, Cass? Um, I was just curious, um, as we've talked more about the open world, if you could give us an estimate of the size of Diablo 4 compared to other open world games. Or So yeah, he basically asks, like, 
can you give us the impression or the idea of scale of the world of Diablo 4? This was this was interesting to me. I was down. I, I was interested in this a lot. Mm. So, uh, you know, he gives response. It's 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 big. I thought that this one was pretty well covered at the previous BlizzCon. Um, I did. I did, too. And and that's why I agree that it was already covered. I was hoping for more insight. It seems like nobody really has ever done internally has done the calculations to see mm. like, oh, it's 20 times bigger than Diablo three. If you took every thing, but Diablo three is also very randomized, right? So the, the size of, let's say you go to, um, I don't know, act three Asmodan level or whatever, or you're working on your way to him. Like your version and my version may not be the same number of tiles. You know, mm. like I might get a hundred tiles to get to him and you might get 50. I don't know how random it is, you know, but where I don't feel like we're going to get randomization as much in Diablo 4, I feel like the world's going to be pretty static and then the dungeons and things will be randomized tile sets. Yeah. And they did confirm that at, at 2019 is those like, yeah. giant overworld zones are going to be static with, you know, dynamic events and stuff like that. But uh yeah i mean that is gonna be a weird thing where like you know where you're going <laughs> in a diablo yeah. game uh, i kind of like that honestly i like the static world with the randomized dungeons because you know if you leave tristram you've that that why is that different every single time you leave it's weird you know what i mean like you you would expect that to be the same but if you go like and i guess you'd expect the dungeon to be the same too but uh it just makes a lot of it makes sense to me the way that they they did that and hopefully they can get their randomizer like to the next level so where the dungeons really feel different yeah i don't feel like they're going to really i don't think they're reinventing that either but um but it's it's cool i was kind of interested though in how big the world's going to be like how long if i jump on my horse how long is it going to take me to ride from the top to the bottom of the map you know we talk in 20 minutes we talk in three hours yeah so, they'll probably come out some video like I remember like someone did a cyberpunk video where they, he walked across like the thing and it was like, Oh, it took me hours. And, but yeah. like, if you drive in a car, it's like not that big of a fucking deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they so. do it in GTA five. Also, they're like, yo, I walked around the perimeter of the map. It took, you know, and then they put it in like super fast forward. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I feel you. Like maybe <laughs> I'll be that guy and make the video. That seems painful though. Yeah. To make, That'd know? be really painful. Yeah. Uh, next up a question from, uh, Mr. Llama. The wannabe face. Shalama face of Diablo. Um, so one thing that I really want to ask about, uh, or what I really fact. love about Diablo. Oh. What? On, on this, on his question, he said, uh, "Face of Diablo." Do you, do you remember when they started the interview and they like, "Who wants to go first? And I raised my hand, like, like slightly after you. You beat me. Yeah. If they would have called me, I was going to say, "Peach Owl, face of Diablo." No, I swear to God, one hundred percent, I was going to do it to you. And then, toxic. Uh, toxic. and then, so then I was still thinking about doing it at some point during the thing. And then after Llama did it, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, because then it's like, oh, you're just copycatting. But if they would have called me first, a hundred percent, I was gonna go. This is Peach Out Face of Diablo and ask my question. Could have been toxic AF. Yeah. Two is that there's hits done, there's block animation, you've got your hit recovery speeds, all of these things that make you have to play a bit more tactical, um, as opposed to jumping into the middle of a bunch of monsters and then being able to just jump out whenever you want if you feel like you're taking enough damage. Are we looking at implementing these things in Diablo 4 to encourage that sort of play? 
or will it have that style still of if you're kind of standing in the middle of a bunch of stuff you can always just kind of dart out if you need uh, yeah see i mean there's a lot a lot to unpack yeah, from I, his I question i kind of heard some of it okay. he, he said that like jumping in and out of monsters and yeah and like if block recovery is like a stat you're gonna have to build out and you know stuff like that um and I'm, i guess you know from playing poe like i'm all for like layers of defense you know like you do have to build out block you do have to build out like dodge um i don't love the idea of building out recovery but uh what, what did you think of the question and the answer um I I feel like that's more of a D2 player mindset than a Diablo 3 player mindset because we don't worry about block stats really or weird you know what I mean but we do worry about defenses and resistances and things like that. I don't know man. I you know I guess it's interesting to to try to get an idea of how itemization how they're designing itemization in the game. Um but I don't I to me, I don't even know if they're that far along to talk about those intricacies yet. Yeah. Like, you know, do they know that? I don't know. Ultimately, the the argument I think here becomes, do you... I mean, Llama wants, like, actual mobs to have a chance to, like, stagger you when they hit you, like Diablo 2, uh, yeah. which I don't think works at all in the current year. But the question here, I think, becomes, what, do you build out stun and block recovery... Or do you have mobs do an animation if they're about to stun you? Which and one do you choose? You dodge it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of, this, of the, the dodge mechanic they built in the game. You know, um, I loved it in Lost Ark and things like that. And I, and I felt it, it gave, it gave the designers more chances to put one-shot mechanics in that were telegraphed because it's like, hey, you got to dodge. If you used it, ahead of time tough luck you know what i mean so um yeah i would think that i would rather have an animation to dodge than just have to stack a blocking stat because i died because i randomly got stunned by a trash mob like a little red bar piece of crap enemy mm -hmm. you know like yeah that feels bad yeah you know it has some pvp implications as well too so say you and i are face to face and we're swinging at each other right yeah and you know, if it's a normal kind of PvP that you come to expect from a modern game, like I get stunned for three seconds all of a sudden, and I know that you're playing like a berserker and you right. have a, an ability that stuns for three seconds. I know in my head, well, he just used his like right. shield charge and that stunned me. Whereas if you like randomly proc a stun off a melee swing, like it, it just gives like a really randomization to like the flow of combat and to the encounter itself. And I really just, I would hate that. Yeah. And I, and I, or I, I get lucky as hell back-to-back -back stun procs on you and and you just die yeah you know as rng like it's <laughs> you know it's not a skill-based thing it's just like it's like it's like uh may stun and and arena in bc which they're about to bring back with bc classic but that was literally a thing maces had an inherent chance to stun on hit in bc and i remember doing arena games with maces specifically just for that and when you get back to back mace stuns and wind fury totems you could literally just outright kill somebody and they couldn't do anything about it um and it was it was cheap it was cheesy i didn't like it so yeah yeah i yeah. don't i don't like undodgeable or un um it, avoidable damage if you can if you can if you mess up cool but if the game just randomly decides you know what you're just gonna die that doesn't feel good yeah know? i agree 
I think that obviously the telegraph to tax is the more modern approach than building out like an invisible stat. Yeah, they play. They should play Lost Ark. Like the boss <laughs> fights in there were. Well, Llama should play literally anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny too, because you know I've gotten so much hate actually uh, on my most recent Diablo two Q and A panel about you know some of the questions I asked and you know I gave my feedback to every question and there's obviously a ton of Diablo two purists and Diablo two fanboys out there and they're like oh you're a D three guy like you bring your D3 perspective into the game. And I don't even know if I would call myself like a D3 guy, really. So it's when I give my approach on something, it's because I've played Lost, Lost Ark at a crazy high level. I've played PUE at a crazy high level. I've played Diablo 3 at a crazy high level. I played Diablo 2 15 years ago at a high level. Um, you know, so I, I feel like I bring a, a lot of different perspectives. It's not just D3, um, but it's just, it's cringe. Yeah. And everybody's everybody's opinion on what they like is different too. That's why the game has to cover different facets as well. Yeah. Like you know, it's just it's just everybody's got their thing. And and so many people are like, don't even bring PvP into the game. And I'm like, no, please do. Like yeah. to me, that's what I'm probably looking most forward to of anything is PvP. But I completely get the other side of the table that like, hey, you're, you're not going to like it. It's not for you. Cool, that's fine. Agreed. So, all right. Next question from SVR. So my next question is uh, the design choice between game modes. Um, Diablo is a very story-based game. It's a lot about isolation and desolation of a player. It's a private story, especially in campaign. Um, now, Solo Cell Phone is a game mode that a lot of people enjoy playing. It's I'm just going to cut him off because SVR, if you don't stop him, he just keeps going. <laughs> so this is a, literally the longest winded question ever to find out if there's SSF. Like, will there be SSF? Question mark. It's like three seconds. Uh, but yeah, so it's basically his question. Uh, I thought Joe Shelley's response is really, really interesting uh, because he's like, well, why not just self-impose SSF? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Which is you could you say, you know, yeah. why not just self-impose hardcore and just like delete your character when, when you die or something like that? It's right. That same kind of approach. What, what did you think of the question and the response? I so I didn't he's kind of hint at and I'm going from memory here as a couple days ago but I think he kind of hinted a little bit at if the player demand was strong enough they're not saying no like so I felt like he left it open but he hinted at no not at launch I don't think so we're gonna do it but maybe if a lot of people love it maybe we consider it is kind of the impression yeah. I got um but yeah I I think his response was pretty pretty like lame like just do it yourself like you have been in d3 like just yeah. you know honor system you know I how hard is it to make a flag on your character account this character can never group up with anybody i don't think it's a matter of engineering i, I think that's blizzard's mo is like we don't want to split our community we don't want to split up our community but um, that's that's well, you're making hardcore already yeah and i gotta wonder i'm curious your opinion on this i wonder like so say they make that decision not to flip the switch and enable ssf because they want to keep the community in one pool how much of the community do you then lose by not giving that option i th i think you keep more people playing the game than you lose from s segregating the community because people like me if i'm gonna play ssf like it's not gonna make or break me because i don't care that much like i like to group right yeah 
But if I want an SSF character just for fun, I think I think SSF gives you an out to not have to group. Let's say that Fluff and I are, Fluff's always begging me to play with him every week. Every time I get on, Fluff's like, yo, P, let's group up, man, let's do some stuff. And I'm like, man, I just want to play solo for a little bit. So I make an SSF character and then Fluff's like, yo, let's group up. I'm like, oh, I can't, man, I'm on my SSF, SSF. character. I, By the way. Know, I can't even do it. You know, I think it gives out for situations like that. Um, and like maybe one of your wild buddies sucks at Diablo and they they want to group up all the time. And you're like, yo, I don't want to. But also, I think that there are people that are like, man, I don't want to play anymore. But then SSF might keep them in the game. I, I think it's silly not to have it because the people that use it didn't want to use it anyways or didn't want group play anyways. So turn it on, you know? Agreed. The only thing is the open world world bosses, but that's their choice. Make them deal with it. Like get strong enough to kill a word boss solo. Or, you know, the big thing with SSF is that you abide by the same constraints applied to everybody. So you could have world bosses be like, you know, everyone fights together still, but everything else is SSF. As long as everyone's falling by the exact same standards. Same rules. Yeah. Then it's fine. But yeah. I guess, man, except for when you have, you're like playing SSF and maybe SSF players group up in world. So like you can't have people that are non-SSF killing world bosses with SSF players. Cause then you could have like, hey man, I really need to kill this boss. Can you guys come to XYZ instance and, and help me kill this boss? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there could be some cheapo ways around it. So I think, you know, I have a hard uh, time it, seeing a scenario where good loot comes from world bosses. If loot can drop from anywhere, if it's like Diablo 3, you can get almost any piece at almost any time. It's potential, I guess, to get a good drop. Guaranteed, probably not, but maybe. You maybe. know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. I, if the world bosses don't drop something useful, then why have them? Like, what's the point? Who cares? I'm sure it'll be something useful, but I just have a hard yeah. time envisioning it so, being like a really good item or something like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think his answer was kind of like, really? Like, just do it yourself. Man, I don't, I don't like that personally. So it kind of feels like, just say no. Like if it's no, then just say no. Like, that's okay. <laughs> like we can, we're big boys. We could take it. Yeah. You know? I think honestly, SSF is the new hardcore. Like, you know, you had this giant community around hardcore uh, that were obsessed with hardcore and it kind of feels like SSF is kind of like the new kid mm -hmm. on the block. So yep. I'd be surprised that they didn't appease that audience somehow. Uh, okay, so the next one is, I don't know, I'll just play it. Um, so obviously everybody's really excited about the Rogue. I think you guys hit that out of the park so far from what we've seen. Uh, but I wanted to know if the fifth class has been determined. I know you can't tell me what it is. But if you know what it is yet, or is that still a decision to be made? And uh, do you know if it's something that's going to be something we've seen before or is it going to be a completely brand new experience <laughs> so murder asks what's the fifth class gonna be <laughs> fluff shakes his head i covered my face <laughs> look at that pause screen <laughs> oh man um yeah I, it's his I first know. one you know yeah, yeah <laughs> what are you i get do? it i get it um yeah i don't know what to say about that that's <laughs> 
Yeah, so they that's came back those... and said, "Yeah, we've nothing to announce at this time." Obviously, but... yeah, that's what that's a, like. This is why you brainstorm, like we brainstorm before, <laughs> is because we don't want to ask questions that we know aren't going to get answered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's that's a no brainer that he's going to be like, "We can't tell you anything." Yeah. Fortunately, we only lost like 20 seconds from that, but yeah, at least he didn't take three minutes to ask, to ask the question, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next question. Um, quick. All right. So I do want to talk about the road because I'm super stoked for this class. I love what I see so far. One thing that it seems to be really keying in on is this new kind of like shadow aspect. And it almost seems like it's an element. So I wondered if there was like some um, ailment attached to that or like if shadow attacks will do something additional, similar to how with cold you guys were talking about, you know, the ability to chill and then eventually inflict a freeze. And I guess sort of on top of that, sorry for a two parter. Um, how important are ailments going to be to the game? Like, will there be burning, shocking, and ways to scale those sorts of things? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Leviathan asks basically about yeah. the imbues and, and yeah. the rogue and all that stuff. What did you think about this question and response? I, I did. Uh, so it's intriguing. Um, I think it's a good question. I think for people that wanted more detail on the rogue, he asked what the shadow um, ailment does. And Joe responds that it, I think he said it does area damage, right? Yeah, the imbue will give your attacks yep. area damage, yeah. Yep, so that's pretty cool. Um, and did did he respond to the lightning fire part too? Did he say that they confirmed were in there? Uh, he didn't say fire, but we knew the cold and poison were already in there. And he just kind of talked yeah. about those again. Okay. So yeah, man, um, it's it's a interesting thing to get to get more info on. Um yeah, I think it was yeah. a it was a smart question. It was kind of big brain at the end of the day because he asked a question and Joe is kind of passionate about the rogue, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So he kind of gave us more information. So we didn't know about Shadow Imbue before this moment. Yeah. Um so like he was able to kind of fish that out of him, which was so it was a good question. Yeah. It's one of those things that's what that's what your goal, I think, in this whole thing is is to fish responses that you know you're going to get more info out of and it's hard to not get that well you can't talk about that right now yeah you know <laughs> all right uh next question from the face yeah so can you update us on the current iteration of trade and where you expect it to go going forward so super straightforward question uh we were kind of trying to gauge uh where trade was at we kind of wanted to find out what's the current iteration you guys are playing with because we'd heard about you know the trade once uh from last year and the maybe trade multiple times for certain things and stuff like that and so i was trying to really fish for what was the current iteration and uh mm -hmm. kind of ultimately to me it kind of felt like a wasted question because he didn't give us literally anything new but what did you think yeah i was hoping for an answer you know <laughs> yeah like uh what was his response the same at 19 like some items will be tradable some won't we'll have to determine that later on yeah and he gives that that speech about like well you obviously don't want every everything to be tradable because then like no one's mm -hmm. going to do the content and you don't want yeah like, nothing to be tradable uh, is there then, stuff that's not tradable in poe no like that's what i'm saying like i don't know if the argument about not everything can be tradable is valid i, I don't even think it is valid though because you got your hideout people in, in PUE, people that never do any of the content, but they yeah. just like trade and. But who cares? I don't know. I guess I do. You of. know, like I, if that's the game they want to play, get good like, and kill Maven. Get good and kill Awakener, bro. 
who, but I mean, who cares? Like, I'm listen, I'm with you, right? Yeah. But I'm saying to me, does it matter if they never leave their hideout? Why do I care? You know, I guess, so I guess let me rephrase that. It only matters if there's a leaderboard or some competitive mm -hmm. aspect to the game that has rewards associated with it or some, some kind of competition. Because if there's, at the end of the day, if Diablo 4 doesn't put any kind of ladder, any kind of competition, then who cares? Like you sit in your hideout, bud, because I'm not, we're not fighting each other for clout. Like do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, to me, to give a, a real answer is why I wouldn't want that is mm. it comes more from uh, a distaste for trade in general. Like I don't want to have to play the trade game, right? So if you if everything and anything is tradable, you're gonna have to play the trade system to make that currency. No, just self-impose SSF. <laughs> you're gonna have to play that to get the best stuff, and I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. And again, uh, I think it makes it too easy. The rarity of items is another question we don't have answers to too. That plays into that though, right? So like an example would be Poe, uh, Poe talk. Like, how common is a headhunter belt drop? A, a native drop, probably not very common at all. Like, very like rare. rare as hell, right? Yeah. Like, super rare. So what are the chances of me getting one if I don't buy it? Uh, I don't know, like, once a... I, I guess it depends on how much you play. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, super... But a super rare is the point, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, So, but if if... Diablo, but if it had Diablo 3 drop rates, like what are the chances of getting any item in Diablo 3? 100%. 100%. <laughs> like guaranteed every season I can get any item I want, yeah. right? So I think that's that's a lot where this comes in too. Because like if, if they have items that are super rare, super important, super build defining items that are, you're not going to get this if you don't buy it. Like chances are you're not going to get it. Then trade's super important. And then if you get one and you're not even playing the class that can use it, oh, poggers, look what I, look what I just got. You know, look at the money I just made. But if it's like Diablo 3 and everything drops every season and two months you got every item you could possibly ever want, how important is trade? Well, at that point, I'm scared with the game's health in general, but um, trade's way less important. But you're going to make all character and just buy everything. You buy your full set in a couple hours. So... I see, I see downsides to trade. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, PoE, I think, has so much loot and so many things that it makes it better. Um, I don't, I'm on both sides of the fence, man. I don't know. I think I, think I just got to have more info on how, what, what the endgame systems are and how competitive they are and if there's competition on how much I care about trade. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is the progression thing that I worry about especially from what we've seen with the out four is you know eventually you maybe get to the point where you know like a legendary affix is randomly assigned right at, at like loot time or whatever and so maybe you get to the point where you have all the legendary effects that you want uh and on gear that you're happy with but you're like man i would really be able to take my character a little bit higher if i got this legendary chant on a pair of gloves instead of on my boots like i have right now and then you just trade for it. And I think that that, you know, that's a problem with PoE. If, if players really know what they're doing, like if I were to start Trade League tomorrow, I would have a character that would be a god in two days. And I don't I don't like that. I don't like anything about that. So 
I don't know, man, to each their own, I guess. But if I'm immediately bored one week into uh, a season of Diablo 4 because I've got literally everything because I open trade, then that's kind of sad. I agree. I I agree with that. I I also agree that if people want to sit in town and trade and never leave, I don't really have a problem with that either. So it's, I see both points of view a hundred percent because I don't, I'm, I'm in the club that I don't want to tell anybody how they should enjoy a game. If you're enjoying the game, that's awesome. I don't, I don't care what you're doing to enjoy it. Have fun. Um, but I'm with you on the fact that if you can buy your gear very quickly then the game is not going to be fun, you're going to lose interest. I don't care. I I don't care. You're going to lose interest, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, I was expecting, I was hoping for something. We got the same cookie cutter answer though. Like we, we worked on the phrasing of the question to try to fish out more details yeah. too, so hard. And we got, we got absolutely nothing out yeah. of that question. So I even use like dev talk, like what's your current iteration of trade? Like, tell yeah. me what you're playing with right now. Yeah. Uh, and nothing. So that was sad. Got nothing out of it. All right. So the next one. You know, I, I will say if they do have open trade, which, you know, if that if they, at the end of the day, Blizzard's like, you know, it's the right play for us. We're going to have open trade. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, like, you have to have SSF. If, if you have open trade, you have to have SSF. I don't think they're going to have open I don't think they'll have open trade. I think they'll do it with a Warcraft style. Well, they'll have BOE equipment that's filler spots. Like, it, you just got a brand new character. You, you can juice them up to mid-tier off trade for a reasonable price. It'll probably be like expensive currency, whatever, however they manage that. And then after that, though, you got to get the drops yourself, mm. you know? And and I think that's a good system. I, I like that people can't buy their gear in World of Warcraft. But at the same time, if you play the game a lot and you're good at the game, you got extra currency, you can buy some mid-tier gear to get an advantage to get started. Like, that's that's cool. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Yeah, I get it. I, I would obviously prefer that to the yeah, open. Yeah, I think that's probably the ultimate system that they'll hopefully go with all right so next question um i wanted to get back to the rogue which i believe is the the coolest class you've ever made so good job and um yeah i wanted to know how is that gonna be with like pure melee or pure range build is it always gonna be a combo or yeah so dj basically asked Mm -hmm. is it gonna be are we gonna have the option to be pure melee or pure bow as rogue or do we have to be the hybrid what do you think about question and answer uh, I'm trying to remember the answer. I think he said that you had to. Uh, he's, I think he said you can do either, but I think it was best to do both. If mm-hmm. I remember the response right, what did he say exactly? Yeah, he said, uh, yeah, of course you can. You can pick one or the other. Uh, I think Karina, because she said, well, I always found myself going towards being a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of left that panel thinking oh well it's it's better to go hybrid or something like that but yeah it definitely seemed like no it's completely up to the player she was just sharing her experience yeah that's that's cool to me um that's what i would hope that you could do if you wanted to go straight melee or wanted to go straight bows you could i think the hybrids the embraces the play style of the class though i think it's just supposed to dart in dart out you know yeah but i would hate it <laughs> i hate bows yeah. man you know what i mean like Oof. Yeah, for you, I get it. You know, yeah. it's not a necromancer. I get it. <laughs> uh, where are my minions and where am I? Where's my corpse skills? You know, what I was thinking about the other day, and maybe this is just like so random, but yeah. you know how Diablo 3 
it like kept me up because like I was like I feel like this is a pretty good idea. Diablo three, how you have a problem with corpse generation in Diablo three, okay. right? Like yeah. unless you have land of the dead and there's no corpses around, you're right. effed. And you left right. like a, a hundred corpses, you know, two exactly. tiles ago, right? Yeah. Um, what if there was a corpse golem where basically you would activate it and like a golem would form that would just like suck up the corpses and then it would come with you. And then when you needed to use the corpse skills, you used to start tearing corpses off of him. Off of it? Yeah. Like a lance. I, would just like, I was yeah. like, damn, that'd be fucking dope. Plus, right. he look cool. And you could get, like, he... bigger the more corpses he has and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Every Gollum pulls a sled that's got all the corpses just piled. He picks them up and throws them on there and just drags it behind <laughs> you. I don't, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, it's a good idea. There is there is an issue with corpses. Um, yeah. And that's always, but that kind of plays into the fantasy of, like, you need a corpse to get powerful, you mm -hmm. know, I guess. If you ever were in the medieval times and you fought a necro and there was no dead bodies, what did he do? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. You know? So. That, it'd be a cool animation, uh, like, option, too, because, like, you use the last corpse, and you use, like, you're just, like, tearing his, like, flesh and bones away and stuff like that. Like, D4 would embrace that hard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right. Next question. Or can you do oh, wait, one that's the same question. Accomplish it. In the Q&A, they had mentioned that the uh, like the rogue class quests were kind of a central identity for just the rogue, and we weren't going to get similar features um, for the other classes. But is are those class quests going to be just for like introducing their various sub factions, or are there going to be uh, continual uh, elements added throughout the entire story of Diablo Four to give them like additional context into things? Yeah. So the question is kind of you know it's nine ball, and so he wants to know about like lore and quests and stuff like that. But I think the big thing to gain from this is like he asked about, you know, the, the faction, right? The faction quest, is that going to be the class quest? Is that going to be a thing for all the classes? And they basically say, I mean, no. So what did you think about that when you heard it? Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't care about lore that much. Yeah. Like the class quests to me are just to unlock the abilities. Yeah. Uh, and they can have some really cool quests that the very first time you do them, you're like, oh, this is dope. But every season, if you have to do it or what, I don't, you know, we don't know how the end game is going to play out. Uh, by the second or third or fourth time you do it, you don't care. So to me, it's just a, a, a means to an end. Um, I, I do think that his story, like, are they going to keep evolving the class quest, you know, throughout the expansions and stuff is kind of an insight to what are they going to do with the, with guys. I don't remember his, his response was that we're going to keep adding things to the game, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Something to that effect. So, um, it seemed like a pretty cookie cutter answer. Yeah. -cutter. I think that the interesting thing here was, I was like, well, so we saw the rogue got three specs. And those will be unlocked through like the, the class faction things. So I mm -hmm. think a lot of us were hoping like, oh, well, other maybe classes. this means other classes get multiple specs. And then there's yeah. like, no, no, no. But then he's like, but I then, you know, the really cool thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's cool. And I, but at the same time, he's like, well, he related that back to, well, the sorceress has the enchanting system. And it's just like, that doesn't even remotely compare <laughs> to no, everything the rogue neat, has. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. To me, it seems like the rogue is such a much more fleshed out class than than the other ones that we've seen so far. And it's like the enchantress's system doesn't hold a candle to the rogue's systems. So like you're gonna have to 
if you implement the game this way, people are going to play rogue. Like you're going to have 90% of your player base be the class that's OP and, and fun. And the one class that looks kind of generic, like you're only your, your diehard sorceress wizard fans are going to play that, you know? Yeah. So, but we, like, it's so early. Like we haven't seen, like there, I'm sure the druid that they're testing right now isn't the same druid that we, we played saw, back right. at BlizzCon 19, mm -hmm. you know? So at least I hope not. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. We see a large focus of games like World of Warcraft, for example, their end game is alt character driven, and some people only want to focus on their main character. Will Diablo 4's end game be able to sustain people who want to focus on a singular character? Yes. Yeah. So, great question. Um, will, you know, DL4 make a focus on the solo player or, the, or the, the solo character idea versus like basically forcing you into making alts or quitting like WoW does. <laughs> yeah, this is this comes from from all of my WoW play yeah. and I'm not against the alt character system. WoW embraces it super hard, but um, I, I feel I, I wanted to get an answer if Diablo was going to be able to um, sustain a single character. Can you just play like you, like you, for example, you love Necro. If Necro's in the game, I already know you're not going to play another character ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it's, maybe it's like, can, can fluff play a Necro for 2000 hours, you know, a can and a half. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Or is he going to run out of, I, you know, I almost wish, the answer I got to this was not at all what I hoped for. Yeah. Because I don't even think he answered the question. No, it was a generic answer. It was like, uh, we're going to cater to both, smile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I'll honestly wish, even though I want the answer to this question, I didn't get it. I honestly wish I would have asked, um, is Diablo 4 going to use time-gated endgame mm. activities mm. or not? And I think that's a more direct question to to the answer I wanted, you know yeah, what I'm we saying? We need to write that down for next year. Yeah. Are you going to use time gated activities? Because if they don't, then you can grind, 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 grind forever. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wish I would have phrased it differently because yeah. I think it totally got dodged. Yeah. So. Uh, next up from Lama again. The question I have is, can you talk a little bit more about crafting and currency and gold sinks or currency sinks in the game um and just kind of a little bit more about like the economy in that way uh the yeah so you asked about gold sinks and how that factors in the crafting um and the response given was like well we we basically we want to have incentives to spend gold we want you to be like incentivized to spend gold just as fast as you earn it um that was kind of like the generic response what do you think about the question and the answer? Uh, good question, I guess. Cookie cutter answer, like cookie cutter. I, I didn't expect. Yeah, there's a uh, lot to unpack from that yeah. question. It's like, tell yeah. us about crafting and tell us about yeah, where you're going to spend so gold much, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and I feel, honestly, I feel like most of the answers we get are going to be dodges or information yeah. we already know because they're going to tell us everything they want us to know already. And so we're, we're trying, like the goal of this panel for me is to try to get information that we haven't gotten and they're they're going to be so hesitant to give it out. So yeah. Uh, question sixteen from Dread Scythe. Are you making sure that with all the new things we're getting, that the rogue is maintains fluidity and doesn't occur unintentional stutter stepping while we're playing? 
So yes, if uh, you know, <laughs> kind of seems like is lagging consideration uh, for the rogue, um, mm-hmm. and of course they're like, well, yeah, I think they do a good job of like pivoting the answer into giving us more information about the animations of of rogue, and through this we find out about you know the the dodge was kind of revamped based on community feedback. Um, but what what did you think about this section? Yeah, I don't, I don't really. Um... I, you know, I don't really remember the question or response too well. So going off, it was it was just kind of like a, how is this gonna play? It's gonna play good, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, of, of course they're gonna be like, it's gonna yeah. be fine. You know? Yeah, we think a good amount of lag is fine. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> we're, we're good. All right. Uh, next up, question seventeen. The question is based around a small incremental gain that you get each time you play. We had uh, last BlizzCon, we were trolls in the... Uh, it's SVR, so I have to... Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he basically asked if Paragon's going to be a thing. Yeah. And, uh, we kind of get, I think, the same response we've gotten from Blizzard in general the past, like, four or five years. It's like, we want players to feel rewarded for logging in, but we don't want to create, like, a Diablo 3-style situation where it's, like, out of control. So... Yeah. Kind of the um, same response we've gotten. It seemed like. But what did you think? It's an interesting question. It's one we want to know the answer to. Yeah. Right? So I, I, you know, my personal opinion is Paragon is garbage. Like it to it, it needs to be capped or not meaningful in that sense. So um, there's got to be other progression, other other methods. You know. Yeah. Agreed. It's interesting too because yeah, uh, I had like a debate about this. <laughs> with Rex recently mm-hmm. um which was kind of interesting um but yeah uh the next one how, comes from well what? how was how did the big debate go like can you give me a, a recap yeah so it, i mean i don't want to misquote Rex, but he's like well you know if the the marginal gain of paragon after 4800 uh you know it's really it's it's such a small piece of the pie chart for your character's overall power. And people don't understand that. And that's why I think they, part of the reason people get so upset over Paragon. And I was just like, no, <laughs> that's not at all why people get upset about Paragon. Uh, like, I don't think anyone considers like, well, it's only so good after 4,800 Paragon because literally no one reaches that, uh, yeah. especially in a season. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like a, a moment where I felt like Rex was like a little bit like Mr. Llama, like couldn't really escape the boundaries of, of yeah, of one. the grind. Yeah, you know of I mean? the grind. Yeah, like most most people don't play forty hours a week, right? Not or you know sixty hours a week nonstop for an entire season. Yeah, you know they might go hard the first week or two weeks or maybe even a month, but legitimate players, not talking about botters, don't usually do that. It's probably a handful of people every season yeah and uh he's in that basket where um yeah i'm I'm on your side on that i you know but yeah and, and it it's, goes it's on interesting debate though. yeah the debate went on to you know if, if paragon was one main stat instead of five would it be at, at like would people still be talking about it and i said a, a, a fucking course <laughs> but uh you know i he, he seemed to think that the community would not necessarily rejoice to a paragon being you know one instead of five but yeah i it, it was just kind of a weird argument <laughs> like to me it's like people hate 
Paragon. Like Paragon's one of those systems that's so hard to balance because yeah. you want like it's not like Rax got his Paragon for free. Right. Blizzard didn't give it to him. Yeah, he like, grind that shit. Fucking played the game to get it. So good job. Like you should be rewarded for that. The problem is, is it does make a big difference in player power right now. Yeah. So it, it just does. You can't deny that. And so um I don't know, man. Part of me is like, you earned it, use it. That's awesome. I'm yeah. happy for you. And then part of me is also like, it sucks that that's the way to get player power because honestly, that's more efficient than even trying to farm better equipment. It's like, let's farm Paragon points because ultimately I'm going to eventually get the pieces I need anyways. And um, that's not the game I want to play. I don't want to play the let's grind Paragon points game. I want to grind the let's get better equipment game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I, I think if we ever in a Diablo game ever again find ourselves in a situation where we're grinding XP to literally like just for the sake of grinding XP, like we've failed big time. Yeah, I agree on that. So I want your play. I want your your skill and your power. I want your your overall character's level of power to be skill based. Like you have the the macro to control your character and do what you need to do. You have the build um, laid out skills and abilities, talents, and then the gear to pull off those abilities and talents and then knowledge of the game, like boss mechanics and things like that. So those should be the factors, not like I spent 7,000 hours grinding experience. So yay, you know? Yeah. I mean, those other things come with that though. So I, it's, man, it's like, so that's a very impossible subject, honestly. <laughs> It's tough. You know, it's it's it up is. there with trade, you know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one, man. Yeah. Uh, one more from Leviathan. It's around camps, and I think we heard a little bit about it um, yesterday. My understanding was that you basically come across, you know, something that's been hostily taken over because there's this power vacuum now with uh, the monsters and such. So this is like a one-time thing that we do. We find a camp, we take it over. It becomes like a waypoint outpost kind of thing. Or is this? power struggle thing continuing to go on so like you have to go back and recapture it after some time this was kind of interesting and i didn't really thought about that yeah what, what did you uh so away? i like the question um i don't know if there was more to it he asked about camps and he asked is it a one-time thing or a repeatable thing and then so this actually was a great question and it gave us a lot of information because i thought it was going to be a repeatable thing yeah um and it's not so this again is a division two McCann, I mean, this is literally the campaign in Division 2 where you go do this. They take over settlements. You go take the settlement back and it becomes a permanent camp forever for you in Division 2. Um, it's a okay system for the storyline. It's campaign progression. Ultimately, this is not an endgame system. This is literally going to be campaign progression. So they just gave us insight into campaign uh, from what I take out of it. And um, cool. The only thing that this really taught me is that they're going to have instance phasing like world of warcraft does so if you haven't done the campaign or the camp settlement and i have then i'm never going to bump into you out in the open world if we both go to the same place i'm not going to see your character because you are in a different instance or a different phase than i am and until you complete it we won't see each other and if we're partied up it'll either pull you to mine or me to yours or then we just won't see each other in that area so um so they've taken the phasing technology from WoW. Cool. That's a great thing. That means that they can do more with the areas and zones. You can see change in the world. So cool. 
Yeah. That's interesting to hear that perspective because, you know, I obviously have not played Division at all. Mm. Uh, I thought it would have been, I guess, maybe interesting, but also really annoying if you had, like, if, if the camps did degrade and, you know, eventually you had to do, like, bounties for that camp to, like, build mm. its defenses back up or something like that. I feel like that would have been, I don't know, especially given the size of the world, I feel like that could have been out of control maybe. But. Yeah, so the the retaking back over part is another mechanic that Division put in that's pretty much the same thing except for you have to keep taking them back over mm. all the time. Uh, and so it sucked, personally, to me. Like, some people like it, but I personally think it sucked. And so then Division implemented a change where they don't turn back until you reset them. So then it was your choice to reset them. But they had really good drops tied behind them. Mm. So you would constantly go do them all and then reset them and then go do them all again and reset them. Fun. And it, it felt a <laughs> lot like bounties in Diablo 3 to me. Yeah, It was one of those things that had good rewards, but I hated doing it yeah. personally. Um, so I didn't like it. I'm glad that it's a campaign mechanic and it's a one-time deal. Um, to me, that's good news, not bad news. Yeah, I but, gotta wonder. Like, what, there are other people that like that kind of stuff, man. So, yeah. like, that's just my opinion. You, you could love it. So, I gotta wonder. Like, so we we talk about all the time. Like, people hate regrinding the the campaign and PUE. Mm, yeah, I don't like it, and I haven't done that much. So, I wonder uh, how is this going to be any different? Like, if you go in and you gotta grind like the camps season after mm. season in yeah. Diablo Four. Like, how many seasons in are we like, God damn. We don't even know if seasons are going to reset our characters. Honestly. I think we They could pull do. a Diablo Immortal style and they just reset things. Nah, I think they'll do the reset. We don't know. We don't know. We're assuming. I guess. We don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I think. No, they said eternal. They said happen. eternal versus seasonal characters. So, yes, there will be resets. We'll see. They've confirmed. They I thought that eternal. was Immortal that said eternal versus seasonal. No. This is D4. I thought it, mm, was this it? Is Joe yeah. Shelley that said it. Okay. So yeah. it has to be D4. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Regrind I'm we'll it depends. Like if they're just meaningless nothing campaign quest, then you know. Because we don't know we don't even know what the seasons would play like. Like, are we gonna start a character and have to do campaign? Are we gonna have some kind of open world activity mode where we don't? Mm -hmm. You know, World of Warcraft's Shadowlands campaign was so linear and so good. I thought it was good the first time through. But it was such a campaign-based story that WoW, I mean, more so than WoW's ever done, they already realized ahead of time, like, this is going to suck to level alt characters up. And since WoW is such an alt-driven game, when you make an alt character, you do the intro quest, which takes like 30 minutes, and then it's like, do you want to skip everything and just go to open world? And you can be like, yep. You know what I mean? So maybe they can do something like that. How can we get that option out of the gate? Because I tried to level a, the dude for Shadowlands. I tried to get my guy up to max level again, but I couldn't. Like, I was so <laughs> miserable. Like, so uh, you actually forked out the cash and bought it and didn't tell me? I did. I was going to surprise yeah. you by being like, hey, let's do a dungeon. Uh, but I yeah. couldn't get through it because it's so cringe. Oh, I couldn't take you're it. Like, you were thinking, that, you were like, oh, my bae wants me to play well. It's, Let me go ahead. Couldn't do it. I got you, man. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, I, I thought it was a good story, you know, but, yeah. Um, who cares? That story. <laughs> uh, so next up, we get Jay Murdy asked basically, is hardcore gonna be permanent death in PvP? 
And the response is, you know, he kind of went into the the scrolls of safety or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. Um, And how they talked about those before. Yeah, they had actually talked about them in the uh, like the New Zealand Pacific Australia QA that was done the night before. Mm, But that's so this is kind of like one of the first hints at the scrolls, though. Yeah, at least they hadn't officially like on a on a big press teaser. No announcement or anything like that. Knocked it out. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's that's a it's a good question. Um and I think that the scroll of escapes are lame AF personally. <laughs> so listen, dude, if you're playing hardcore and you die, you're dead. Like that's it. Like if you're in hardcore and you go to a PVP zone and you die in the PVP zone, you're dead, dude. Like, you know? That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Then do you ever do PvP no. and hardcore? Yeah, no. Not unless you're a not unless you're willing to like you wouldn't go in your main gear. You'd have a, a PvP set that you'd collect, I guess. Sure. I don't know. I, I don't I mean, I do you play hardcore? I don't that's what's my question. Like, do you play hardcore then? Like I don't I'm not a hardcore fan, but I think if you're playing hardcore and you die, you die. You know? Yeah, I mean I think it's either I suggested maybe like a softcore, hardcore in PvP where you would go in and you would lose an item if you died with 100% certainty. Um, and so you still get that like, fuck, I, I messed up. Yeah. Like I just lost my really good weapon. Uh, but it's still like you still get a place in PvP. You know, I'd hate to like just shut that crowd out completely on, on PvP because they're, you know. Yeah, so I, I agree. Um, the jerk in me is like, if you die, you die. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I get it. But I'm I'm I if you if you die permanently in PvP, nobody's gonna do it. Nobody <laughs> it would be a complete ghost town, right? Yeah, so, maybe like end of season, you'd be like, All right, you know, let's do it. We did all the stuff, let's get in there and like try to hold down you yeah. know, the hatred grounds or whatever they're called. Maybe. I don't know. Uh and then the last question was from Udijo. One question about yeah. um, if you have any idea how the different activity is going to pan out in the end game. So will the open world scale to like the max level? You can go anywhere, do quests or uh, grinds or something. I thought that this question was incredibly straightforward. Like once we're done, after max mm-hmm. level, can we just like go back and like will mob scale with us? And this was Dodge. And I was just like, huh. I don't remember his response to this. What was it? Yeah, he's basically like, you know, it's something we're talking about internally. And uh, 100% it should. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't, then all those zones are worthless. Like, yeah. Why would you ever go back to those zones? Yeah. Like you have to. You have to scale the world <laughs> back up, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's you, seen, that's why I was like, the dodge was kind of out of place yeah. here. But maybe yeah. he just didn't understand the question fully. I have no idea. He's probably, like we said, really tired. And again, yeah. it's going to seem like we're maybe crapping on Joe Shelley, and we're not. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of things, you know, we as community really have to consider. Is like, one, how difficult would that be real time to answer a question? And you're passionate about the game, right? So imagine someone asks us a question about Diablo 3 and yeah. a new system that's coming up. But we can't talk about that new system. And yeah, the question we, we, we get to, is like, get, you know, how... Are you guys ever going to fix this? And inside, we're like, oh, I just want to fucking tell you, you yeah. know, about this new thing. But, but we can't. you have a locker of shit you can't right. talk about and then a storage locker of shit you can't talk about. 
And so you have to like sit there and think, can I talk about this? Yes or no. If the answer is no, how do I derail or deflect the conversation? And if the answer is yes, then what can I exactly say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad scenario to be in. Um, and especially doing it for hours and hours and hours and hours and getting good questions and bad questions. And yeah, you gotta be annoyed. So that's yeah, tough, man. You know, so hats off. Joe's a cool dude. Actually, I yeah. got to meet him at BlizzCon 2019 and we got to sit down and have uh, a, a brunch. Oh, together. that's right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Would he was a nice, nice dude, man. He, he was he was totally, uh, you know, chill, laid back. He wasn't like business hat. He was just kicking it and had a good time and talking. So um, I think most people there were enamored with the, ma the major big streamers like Quinn and Ziz and, and those guys. You know what I mean? So he was. <laughs> I think some of those guys were nerd not a little yeah. bit. Maybe, I could definitely see Joe being the type of like, who are you? Like, I, I don't watch yeah. Twitch. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. So it, was, it was cool, man. Um, And then this little uh, mom and pop indie game called oh, Diablo 3. Nice. Yeah. Came through with some passionness. Now, team, uh, you know, this is something we, we, we kind of knew about this ahead of time. And no, I didn't. I didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard. It was hard, you know, for me because I, I wanted to give people the juice, but, you know, we couldn't. I think that they, I kind of feel like they told us because they did kind of want to ripple some hype through the community maybe a little bit and maybe not make it seem like it was completely ignored at BlizzCon because yeah. it was. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, you know, I didn't say anything. I know some people leaked some stuff because people were telling me stuff that they shouldn't have known. Really? And, and I'm like, somebody leaked. I got some DMs of like, is it this? Is it that? And I'm like, hmm, somebody told somebody. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because some people knew. Um, well, Rod Ferguson like, said Saturday, like, if you follow me, you'll yeah, be happy. Quotes. With, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, that was probably the biggest thing, yeah. you know? So, uh, but yeah, so this is the rumors that Fluff and I were talking about. Yep. If you guys have been hounding me ever since <laughs> Fluff brought it up, I wasn't going to say anything, but Fluff brought it up. <laughs> I did and, want. I uh, did want to generate that hype. I mean, because I yeah. I felt the community was in a bad place. So 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 you've been hounding us for a long time, and this is what we were talking about. Um, but to be fair, we didn't know what was going to make the final cut yeah. and what wasn't. Yeah. So, um, so it, it was pretty much what we were talking about. Pretty yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. straight on. And um, let's just get into it, man. Let's read some of these well, notes. First of all, you know what we should get into first here. What's that? Is literally what the new meta is responsible for yeah a hundred percent this is us <laughs> i if anybody else even thinks about taking credit for this get out of here you get out so yeah we basically get a leaderboard filter the thing that we've been talking about mm -hmm. on the new meta podcast for like over two years yeah finally dude. made it into the game right and, and honestly, so I think um, I have a little clarification because this is something that I was asking, uh, that I was interested in. Hold on. I'm going to try to find exact verbiage so I don't screw this up. Um, go ahead and read it real quick while I look for this thing. Yeah, tell, so... Tell them what we get. Yeah, if you guys have been living on a rock and didn't see the announcements today, we do get a solo class leaderboard filter. So... Now, not only will we be competing for, like, I want to be the overall number one Necro that I am every season, but we're going to be able to compete 
per class set. And on top of that, uh, as as far as no class set, so the LOD builds, uh, which would all be competing with each other, but it's still better than nothing at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to have at least six different types of boards altogether. And of course the overall, so seven in total. But uh, yeah, this is huge, you know, being yeah. able to push, uh, you know, Pestilence as rank one and being like, you know what, I'm three tiers ahead of everybody. Let's go ahead and push uh, Fragool rank one. Let's go. Right. Let's, let's get all the rank ones on right. the Necromancer. Like, this is going to be really, really cool, I think. Yeah, so this, so, and to clarify, this is something that I wasn't really sure about is if, like, let's say, let's say Fluff clears a 120 on Pestilence. And then he hops over to Bone Spear and does a 140. Is his 120 pestilence cleared now erased because his character cleared higher? And so I think uh, it says you're like uh, as a FYI, each of the sets per class will have a drop down to help with your filtering. The registry, the registry will be based on the set of armor that you're wearing. So to me, the wording sounds like. Every set, once you have a set bonus applied to you, a six set bonus, I would imagine, then it's going to tag that as that leaderboard clear for that set. So if you switch sets, you should still have your original clear, is the way I take it. Yeah. So some insight here uh, is they they did like little sit downs with community members, and they did it two days, and I was actually late to day one, so I went ahead and attended day two. Okay. And in day two, they confirmed that, yes, you would be uh, on each individual leaderboard. You would not only have, like, oh, say I cleared a 120 on Rathma and then I cleared a 130 on Tragul, my 120 Rathma would still be on the board. That's good, yeah. yeah. But we didn't know that on day one, yeah. so so that's really cool. Yep, so that's good. Awesome, dude. If it was like that, gosh, would have missed. Yeah, that would <laughs> be horrible. That'd be awful. That's really, so, man, this is honestly, like, one of the biggest updates that we've been asking for for a long time yeah and i think i think that this is kind of going to get swept under the rug with all these other changes that are happening but the importance of this i think a lot of people will feel liberated to play the set that they want to play because they can now compete with other people playing that set yeah i really feel like people are going to diversify and not be like i have to play whatever is the top 100 on the leaderboard now i can be like dude i love natalia's absolutely what's the top natalia clear i'm gonna go look at natalia's and copy these guys natalia's and push natalia's or whatever and i don't feel like you're gonna be like well gotta play god dh i'm playing a demon hunter now you can be like this is my favorite set i'm gonna play this and yes. I, I don't think that that's gonna get emphasized here but that's huge man that's it's massive gonna, it's, this is so big yeah. for diablo as a whole I think this is a this is probably one of the bigger changes in the patch notes. Yeah, I so. yeah, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Like that's so cool that we're able to do that now. But on top of that, I think you know there are a lot of players out there that they play what's on the board, and so they would never even consider like throwing on Tragul because like I don't know what to play. I'm I don't want to. Yeah. Like, they're not going to get on YouTube and look up a bunch of guides, and then you know when you find a guide, it's like is this even up to date Seven anymore? Seven years old. And, yeah, yeah. And so they can now they can just pick Tragul and be like, oh, okay, well, that's how I play with Tragul. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this just has so many implications, and, you know, I love this change. And, again, we, it goes back to that whole, like, marathon mindset of, yeah, I finished 1,500th overall, but 
I'm a 40 year old, you know, female from Boston. And so I'm ranked two, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. being able to drill down into those stats to have a better view of how you actually finished is, is really cool. And it, it feels good at the end of the day. Yeah. The only thing that I yeah. felt was a miss here was the hours played. I would have really liked to have seen like an hours played filter for those guys that are really casual to really know. Yeah, that would have been cool too. Hours played in Paragon. I think Paragon filter would have been another nice one to, to add to the mix. If I could say, show me the leaderboard for everybody under 2000 Paragon. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that might incentivize not giving a crap about your Paragon too. I think that would put a lot less emphasis yeah, on. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I just, I got to get 7,000 Paragon this season. I think people would be like, well, it's okay. I'll get what I get. And then I will filter based on my Paragon bracket. So yeah. like, let's say I push hard in a season. And for me, pushing hard is 2,000 Paragon. Then I'm like, cool. Show me everybody that's sub 2,200 Paragon. Yep. And then boom. I could be like, yo, rank one. Or I could be like, damn, rank 1,000. Holy crap, I suck. I need to you <laughs> yeah. know, pick it up. Yeah. So I think that's that's a cool thing. And maybe someday in the future we can get some of that you know that'll be feedback that i give like let's try to get a paragon filter added to this too can we do that as well like a sub sub filter for all these other filters yeah but um badass man thank you yeah. it's thank you, fantastic thank you. yeah um so, so yeah you're welcome community uh obviously yeah. uh, we're 100 responsible for this um <laughs> And then, you know, we go back to the stop, the top of this thing and we find out about first, I want to hear what you think, uh, you know, so no seasonal theme here. Yeah, man. Um, I think a lot of people were like, so where's the seasonal theme? We're going to get one later, right? Like, no, I don't. This is, this is it, man. This is the patch. This is season 23. Um, I think so much effort has been put into the follower revamp system which we'll talk about in a second and and other things i i just think that this is your meat and potatoes like there this is going to be a season like prior to double goblins was the first one i think so this will be the you know the first season we've had in a while with no theme um i would completely expect mid-season to get a double bounties or to get honestly i think it probably would be double bounties uh at some point get some kind of seasonal theme added but it will be a non-power seasonal theme so that only really leaves double goblins or double bounties unless they implement the new one yeah uh some people are saying in the chat that this was like the seasonal theme it's not so it's not yeah Pez says it's, it's just, like the seasonal theme because it's, yeah. it's like a new thing to do but this goes immediately available for seasonal and non-seasonal so therefore it is not a seasonal theme yeah, uh, there have there have been misquotes on the forums and other things, but we confirmed one hundred percent that this is going non-season and season. Um, confirmed it with community managers, plural, with more more than one. So, yeah. um, it's it's well, definitely it's not a season theme. That's <laughs> no. drive that home. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, so I think it, th to go back so to that original question, right? Yeah, real quick, people are saying, so why would you play it if it's not going to be seasonal? Well, one, the re reset for your season is always fun. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that's probably the best time of the week. But two, there's still going to be a pet. There's still going to be a portrait frame um, and a cosmetic. Like, I think they still have the rotation of that cosmetic transmog set into play if you don't have it. Um, like the original one, maybe. I'm, yeah, I think I'm shaking my head at chat, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then the... Uh, and then the stash tab space. If you don't have stash tab space either, you also earn that through seasonal play. So there are reasons yeah. to play it. Uh, so. 
again, and people are saying, well, this is only going to last this season. We've had zero confirmation that this is only for the season. I've actually heard no, it's points permanent. in the they, Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah, they. I've confirmed that. Uh, okay. I have a, Pez said it was permanent forever. Yeah. So this is so. not just for the season, guys. There's nothing about this. This is a seasonal theme. Just get the idea of a seasonal buff out of your head. This is no. a, a thing. This is a patch. This is this is content patch that we got, and it's just they're using this as the seasonal theme. So. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So kind of interesting. Um. For one, <laughs> uh, I I do think that uh, you know impactful changes is way better than a seasonal theme, any way, which shape, or form. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I think this is great. Like they spent all their effort making content and, and updates for the game. You know what I'm saying? So I think that this is a the biggest patch that we've had since Necro went in the game. Um, and I'm happy, man. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 I like it. I would rather have something like this over a seasonal theme any day. Shadow clones? Like, listen, I like shadow clones. I think it was a great seasonal theme. It turned out to be way more fun than I thought it would be. Shadow clones kept me playing the season for approximately zero minutes. Like, I didn't play the season at all because Shadow Clones were implemented into the game. Yeah. Zero. Like, that's the honest-to-God fact. I would have played the same amount of time with no Shadow Clones as Shadow Clones. The fourth cube slot maybe got me for, like, an extra couple hours. You yeah, I, mean? I think but, that the Shadow Clones, the only thing that the value add for me with the Shadow Clones was we leveled differently. Yeah. And I would that honestly like to do that again just because it was different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Um, but that, but this is a different system, man. This has me like, okay, now what can I like? So this does a couple things. Well, let's, I guess let's read the notes. Let's read the follower stuff first. Cause I don't think we've done that just in case yeah, somebody's living in a so, rock. And basically your follower is now going to get a full inventory spectrum, just like you do. Uh, actually even more than you do because they have the relic slot. Um, and within those slots, you can put, uh, specific legendaries that have the capability to emanate, uh, which means you get their effect. So you basically get like a cube uh, that is your follower. <laughs> yeah, you get a follower cube. Yeah, follower cube, basically. Yeah. Um, but not for everything, though. People are, right. are thinking Just like, the oh, emanate. you can throw anything. No, right. there's a list of items that work. Yeah, and uh, there's also some hidden rules, which I wish they'd be more clear on. You know, because there's stuff that you'd be like, oh, well, now that I can run an Enchantress, I'm going to run the Executioner, right? And you're like, that'd mm -hmm. be sweet because she can she can wear two hands. I've been running the Templar this whole time, right? Right. Uh, but Executioner doesn't work on a follower. Yeah. It doesn't say that anywhere. You just have to know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But interesting. anyways, um, so we get into the items themselves. Uh, Broken Crown, for you guys don't know, is the helmet that basically lets you get an additional gem of the color that's socketed in the helmet whenever a gem drops. So it's a good way to farm up gems. What do you think about this one? Useful early season. Um, and honestly, there's uh, you're not going to use it, though. I mean, we, we'll go into why after we yeah. read them all, but you won't use it. I'm curious what our opinions are on what yeah. it probably will look like, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't talked about this chat at all. Um, Homing pads coming up next. Uh, for you guys don't know, it puts a shield on you when you use your scroll town port, or not scroll town port, but town portal ability. Uh, super frequently used for torment farming and bounties. Uh, good item to have on a follower for just, you know, speed farming and just like to have a little niche quality of life improvement. What do you think? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, probably again, maybe use it, probably not use it. Um, but you know, it's, mm, it's that's a good question. Uh, so Zakara's coming up next, and those are the only two shoulders that I know of you can wear. Mm -hmm. uh, and Zakara is the, the one that makes your items indestructible. Now they yeah. each have their own like yeah. time Niche to be used, you'll right? Use. <laughs> and it depends on what game mode you're yeah. playing, too. Yeah, you know, so. Zakara um, would be really nice for, you know, maybe you play a push build and you're quite squish. And, you know, if you ever have to, if you have ever had to port back in the middle of a really good push, you know the value of a Spalder yeah. of Zakara. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, repairing doesn't cost you anything. It is that, just that ability to keep dying and respawning <laughs> and not to cuck your run, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and or homing pads, if you were playing hardcore, would yeah. give you an extra shield and oh shit moments. True. Um, true, true, true. And you could use them for speed farming just to get out alive when you're trying to close rifts and things like that. When one enemy is just shooting a spear at you, you can ignore that mechanic probably. So they each have their spots. Um, as far as there's there's an item that I'm not sure, but yeah, that so those are my plays for those. I don't know which ones I'd wear. Whatever ones I got first, honestly. <laughs> You know, and then I throw my. I don't think I would really use the homing pads personally that mm. much. Like, I don't think I'm gonna. In a oh crap, you never moment, run bounties, so yeah. why would you yeah. ever run homing pads? Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Zakara would also be the play, but I, you know, this is coming from a softcore necromancer, literally the squishiest class in the game. So I've had multiple runs where I have poured it back, repaired, and come back and actually gotten a clear still. And if I didn't have to do that, I would have gotten an even better clear. Yeah, I'm with you on that, too. Um, next up is, I think, the the worst one out of all this whole bunch, honestly. Uh, not, maybe not the worst individual item, but the fact is this is the only chest piece we can even wear makes this mm -hmm. the worst. So gold skin is, I don't even know. There's so many gold items that do the least impactful things. Yeah, gold skin, yeah, it's like you hit an enemy and it Oh, it has a chance to grab gold. Drop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. enemy drops gold. So for, for gold farming setups, sure. Like, that's cool, I guess. Is and it? you could pair it with the other ring down the list and then you're set, so. You could pair it with all the gold items that they yeah. seem to include. So this this is definitely going to be a gold <laughs> farm. If you have gold issues in the game, then you're doing something wrong. But, uh, you know. Well, I think this is unfortunate is that it's going to lead people to be like, oh my God, if you combine gold skin with Custarians and Gladiator Gauntlets, like, think of the amount of XP you're going to get from gold. It's nothing, team. It's, it's literally like not a nothing. Paragon level the whole season. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a cool thing. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the gold skin is severely lacking. I think the easy fix here, and I'm sure you saw it too immediately, was we need a Sage or a Kane's chest. Easy. Easiest fix in yeah. the world. Yeah, I, I, well, I think that the Kane and Sages should have all pieces. They should have multiple pieces than they do, more than they do for diversity to get them mixed in with other sets, you know, so. Uh, but then going down to one of the two most impactful items here, I'm, mm -hmm. listen, as soon as I saw Nemesis on here, yeah. I, woo, I, I mean, literally every single build I've ever put together runs Nemesis. Well, moist. Uh, and now that we've opened up that skill slot or that that gear slot, yeah, literally dude. anything. Now for the new stuff, the new necromancer stuff we'll talk about in a sec. This is huge. For the bone yep. spear, this is actually bone insane. spear. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's like that was that was one of the biggest reasons you needed that extra cube slot this yep. season mm -hmm. for Bone Spear, and mm -hmm. they just fixed that problem. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And then you know, for for the, some of the other builds, like you'll get more damage out of Lacunis. You know, if you're playing like a pet build, the, the mages. Uh, then you would nemesis so like that's just straight up more damage attack speed is straight up more damage with, min with minions on the necromancer um, And then you'll hit attack speed breakpoints with pestilence. So I, I think that that is it's interesting I hopefully the necro gets cooler bracers in the future for you know the, the, the new to two new sets have their own bracers So hopefully as they continue to rework some of the old stuff, yeah. we'll get more bracers. this change for solo Necro for sure made me go from please don't make any more Necro Bracers because I always want to wear Nims yeah, no, right? to like we need <laughs> Necro Bracers for right? every class like every every build totally you know totally. so it, this change is ridiculous for Solo like yeah. it's 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 nuts so yeah um Dovu Energy Trap uh why yeah, is twenty five percent more stun on I think is what it does yep. something like that yeah like okay. duration cool. yeah yeah. Uh, Raykov's Glass of Lies, an increased chance on kill to get a health globe. Yeah. None of this matters because what's coming up right here. Flavor yeah. of time. Are you yeah. kidding me? Right. Well, they got Avarice Band on there. So for your so under the glass of life, you got you got the Avarice Band, which is ridiculous for gold farming on T16s. This is why you should never need gold, is because all of your T16 builds should probably have Boon of the Hoarder and an Avarice Band in them. Um, and then the Kyrde's Flame Creed. doesn't, or, or Kyrde's Flame, however you say Creed. It. Creed, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, he, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you're going to yeah. get and I, and The reason I skipped like, those is because we're talking about necklaces. So Dovu and Rakoff's, like, their necklaces, nobody cares because of flavor of time. Literally, like, you would never wear either of these. Ever again. The only thing that's a little sad here is we lose S of Johan probably forever. Um, but totally worth it for flavor of time. That's gonna yeah. be huge. And I, I think that the the thing that people maybe aren't seeing because like people are like, oh well, if there's no seasonal theme, then I don't get my power. Nemesis plus flavor of time is literally a power creep for everyone, no matter what build you play. Mm -hmm. You just you just made every pylon's double duration though. Yeah. Forever. On every like there's no reason you would never not have that yeah. on your follower double duration plus you get an elite off of the pylon so if you get like yeah. a double elite on top of a power or a conduit and you pop it you get three elites plus the double duration like everyone just got a power creep right so yeah. pretty nutty and then the last two oh yeah and then uh so like average band like talking about it, it's pretty big mm -hmm. for the gold farming i love this actually because i really hate I've always hated running Avarice myself because mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it doesn't give you that true power, um, but it's it, it's undeniably good in Torment. Uh, so I, I do like that this is on the follower now. Um, Sage's Journey uh, is pretty big. So it's the three piece that gives you the 25% chance to get an additional key or is it that Kane's? Say no, Sage is the DB. No, Sage gives you the Death Breath yeah. yep. and Kane's gives you the key, but Kane's also gives you two piece gives you 50% uh experience and sage's two-piece gives you 250 stat of every stat like strength and dex whatever so they say three-piece bonus on there i'm assuming the two-piece bonus would also be included but it's weird they put a call out on that yeah i think it is just a three-piece so that's disappointing because the experience from canes would be nice as well 
And I, I hope that they add the experience on there because for solo why? experience, it's, it's cause why not? Why well, not? Cause you it? know, if, if we're talking about solo experience, yeah, it's dangerous. It's a slippery slope because you know, you're giving a bot more advantage. So, I mean, please bots don't. are going to be there regardless. I, know. I get it, but look, we, we don't need an XP boost at the end of the day. I don't know. I think it should be there. I think it should be on there. Um, cause it, it helps the people that are, want to play solo, get the, get the juice. Um, but so there's one thing on here that's, well, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what you would wear. What are you going to equip? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think keys are the most important piece of currency in the game. Um, so I'm wearing canes. So I'm wearing canes, yep. helmets. Kane's leggings, Kane's bootsies. Okay. Uh, we had confirmation. I'm not sure if you saw that or not, but we had confirmation that the follower cannot benefit from Rorg. Period. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. That sucks. That changes things a lot. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and this goes back to if we had a Sage chest or Kane's chest, uh, mm -hmm. we could do more. Um, yeah. But we don't. The Rorg, the Rorg ring crushes me a little bit because I was hoping to yeah. do the Sage and Kings at the same time. Right. But you cannot. Um, but, you know, if, if they change that to have the Rorg, I'd actually prefer that, again, I think the, the best solution possible here is a Kane's or a Sage chest piece because that solves literally everything because Goldskin is literally worthless. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Wait, does Goldskin proc in Greater Rifts? No. Because that would mean like uh, Boon of the Hoarder would proc in Greater Rifts, and it doesn't. Like Gold's just disabled, I think, for GR. Okay. Yeah, I'm just making sure. I've never yeah. tested. No, Obviously, I thought about that put, too. I've never put that yeah. shitty chess piece on. Right. So I don't know <laughs> if it works. Um, I was just, because if it did proc in Greater Rifts, you could also do things like uh, Gold Wrap and stuff, which would be, oh man, that'd be so broken. You'd right. have to fix that. Yep. So. Uh, but yeah, so. You know, for me, you know, obviously being able to put that chest in it changes everything. But for right now, and we don't have that Canes or, or, or Sage chest, I think this is, so we got a gold skin in the chest because, I mean, I guess, you know, more gold in T16 sometimes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, I put a Vigilant Belt on the waist because, you know, more uptime on your minion's abilities or your follower's abilities. I don't know. There's really no other belt. That would be worthwhile. That would be worthwhile yeah. here. If it does actually proc our cooldown stats work, I mean, I, they do. I guess they we do have in this current form. They all do work. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then so homing pads or Zakara, it's like really depending on. We talked about just that a minute ago. I think most players would probably want homing pads, mm -hmm. uh, but those of us that are leaderboard obsessed would probably want Zakara. Um, the gloves of worship are actually really good. Uh, yeah. Across the board, so that's a pretty much a staple for the glove slot uh nemesis obviously a staple flavor of time no questions asked oculus ring still mm -hmm. at the end of the day probably the best thing that you can even put on your follower uh avarice uh you know i think this would get swapped out if you're a unity build um yep but necro doesn't have a lot of unity builds um and then the weapon goes back to thunder fury i really couldn't find or formulate a better idea uh, then Unity because their attack speed gets reduced. Um, yep. And, and then, it's not going to DR your stuns. Yeah. So And then if you're an Enchantress, which we'll talk about the three in, the, in a minute here, 
Uh, you can't wear a shield, so freeze the deflection if you're a crusader. And I don't know what that looks like. Obviously, I don't think that the scoundrel can wear a thunder fury, and I didn't really think about that. What would no, the scoundrel he's pull need on? a bow? I think right? He's yeah, a bow, a bow or so. a crossbow. And I don't even know. Chat, you guys. I mean, no one's ever mained a scoundrel, so this is like uncharted yeah. territory. Like, what's the best weapon for a scoundrel? Shit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'd, I'd have to dig a little bit. Like, maybe Hell Trapper. Does that proc? Like, isn't that the one that does? What is that? Uh, snare. I'd have to pull lists up and and dig and dig around and look. I'm gonna look. But, but it's it. Yeah. But you get the the point is is this is your new this is your new game man you're not only collecting loot for yourself you're collecting loot for your follower and on top of that the stats even matter because the strength and dexterity or int or whatever the follower has determines how powerful their abilities are going to be so you need ancients and prime like those ancients and primals are useful at this point you know chat saying wind force is a knockback fifty percent chance to knock back on hit which would proc strong arms but depends on your build right you like to give some builds you don't want to. Uh, make them immune to CC. They're also saying... What was the other one? Bariza? No idea where that is. I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> it doesn't come up on a uh, Yeah, it makes... It's from familiar. It sounds familiar, but... Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. So so things, you know... Stats, stats are matter, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Be interesting. Cluck guy, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this would be, I think, the meta. Uh, I, I don't know that you can make a case for Sage versus Canes. What do you think? Um, it depends on when you're low on. I mean, if you're if you're out of death breath and you need to stock up really quick, then throw it on for a little bit. Um, I hope we don't play the micro game of switching your followers equipment out before you kill the rift guardian. You know, that's the, I honestly feel like they need to add another piece to this to make you be able to get both on either fix Rorg and make Rorg wearable by the follower or, um, make a belt, make a chest piece, make something so where we can get both equipped at the same time. Because what ultimately is you're going to be inclined to do is just switch the gear out on the follower in the middle of the rift. At the end of the rift, yeah. That would yeah, suck. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, I almost got the rift guardian. Let's go ahead and swap them out. That would be terrible. That's a good call yeah. out. So, Follow, follower armory. God, please, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I hope they I hope they just considered fixing that so people aren't inclined to do that. Yeah. They're like, oh, hold on. Let me switch my follower. You know, um, but but I would say, yeah, Kane's over Death's Breath, over the Sages almost all the time because rift keys suck. It sucks farming rift keys, man. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to push. Totally. Um, and so to go back to the post, right? So the all the followers' skills got revamped. Uh, I think the one thing that's not clear here is people see like a new list of skills. And they're like, oh my God, we're going to get more skills or something like. But it, I yeah. think it's exactly the same, right? It's like you get that drop down of a four to pick between. Yeah, you're going to have to sacrifice which ones you want. And yeah. the, the question I saw, and, and if we look at the, the scoundrels, and we'll probably get to it, but the super OP scoundrel ability that is the poison cloud. If that's on the same row as the vanish, the cheat death that he gives you. I kind of think that they're doing it actually in order. 
So like left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, so crippling shot versus powered shot, hysteria versus anatomy, multi-shot versus yeah. vanish, knight's fail versus piercing. Yeah. So if you, it's knight's fail, the poison cloud one? Yeah, the scoundrel launches a cloud, it covers 20 year area, 5 to 10 seconds based on the dexterity, all attacks against enemies inside the cloud will be crits. That's crazy. That's ridiculously powerful, I feel like. I mean, in theory, yes, but in practice, maybe not because you can't yeah, really control goes where we want. Yeah. What's the cooldown on the cloud? It's like saying like, oh, Oculus. Oculus is OP, especially when, you know, the the moon aligns with the stars and the Oculus ring goes where you want it to. Right. Like, yeah. So but when you get those stars aligning, yeah. that's going to be pretty damn nutty, man. And so, I, you know. I think you're right. If if they work out in order, then you don't have to pick Knight's Veil or Vanish. Some of those some of those choices could be hard though, man. If they put some of the OP stuff on the on the yeah, team. it sounds like I have to choose between Piercing Shot and Knight's Veil. So Piercing Shot range attack that pierces and increases damage done to enemies by ten percent for up to six seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's basically that twenty yard versus that. Yeah. Um, tough choice depending on who you are uh, and what build you're running. Uh, they also have a new rework to Vanish, uh, which is a cheat death, which is interesting. All the, the all the minions or all the followers now get cheat death. Um, I'm curious, like if if the play now will just be everyone runs a double cheat death, or mm -hmm. now that you unlock it through your your follower, you're like, well, now I can really run something else. I guess it depends on your class, right? Because like a monk would be like, sweet, I've got yeah. the, the best passives in the world. I can run anything I want now. Uh, versus like a necro be like in, well in softcore i'm super hesitant to run cheat death like i yolo a lot in mm. softcore you know so in hardcore 100 percent, i would double cheat death like all day i'd be like oh thank you you know there's i, I don't know i think you're kind of nutty not to you know but um yeah it's it's kind of yeah it but if, you, depends, if, if, it's, if you're picking right so it would be vanish or the scoundrel special attack has 50%, 70% chance to fire three bolts. Which is going to do zero damage. Like, there's not even a choice there. And I honestly read that. And, like, the way that you, when you just said that in my head, I'm thinking, like, yeah, there's no way you're ever. Because if you look at it, all those passives that the the vanishes or the cheat death is paired with are, are the weakest talents they yeah. have. Yeah. So they like probably it's assume they would never take. Yeah. 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 Um, they've got hysteria still. That was always a, the probably the best option versus anatomy, or it's supposed to get four percent chance to crit or increase all damage done by three percent. Up to you. Uh, and then like some snares or stuns on option one. It seems like all classes kind of share that thing in common. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Templar. I think that this is really interesting. We'll talk it at the end of we going over these new things, but. Uh, Basically, intimidate uh, is a, a snare, which was always kind of the case. Charge is the same thing. You probably don't want to take that if you are immune, or you don't want the mobs to be immune to DR. Um, Templar getting the taunt. It's still the same. Onslaught will now be the cheap death. So onslaught will work exactly like it did. But now, wait, no, I'm sorry. Onslaught is the damage debuff. So this is where see the guardian would share the slot with the onslaught seemingly if they're going by that same pattern. Mm -hmm. So you would actually have to pick on the guardian, which are the Templar, which makes the Templar even worse. And that's what I was alluding to earlier is like, I don't think that yeah. anyone's going to run the Templar anymore. You, yeah. Templar cliff notes. 
you're not going to use them. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, it's that, it's like Enchantress, maybe, Scoundrel, probably, Templar, never. So he went from best, he went from first to last. Yeah. I mean, which is, which is fine. It's fine. It's cool. For, it'd be cool to, if you actually like were tight pressed to choose between the three, but we've seen enough Templars. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the only thing we've been running for forever. Yeah. Uh, and then we it's get to the, the Enchantress. Um, you know, and the chances for me personally as a necro it has my mouth watering. Yeah, dripping. Uh, so first up we have the erosion, which was already an ability, but now it gives them increased damage. And it's a pretty wide area. This isn't they don't mention range here, but it's it's pretty nice. Uh focus mine increases attack speed. That was already a thing, but now it can go up to six percent. Uh so that's like almost another breakpoint, probably in and of itself. Um Powered shield reduces damage by 6% from ranged attacks, increases armor by 3%, and sells melee attacks by 60% for 6 seconds. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. They don't... Th- so I'm assuming, like, the wording on this, you took it the same, is that when you're hit in melee combat, yeah, it's going to give you that 60% slow. Yeah. Right? Is that the way you took it, too? Yeah. Uh, but a flat six percent, you know, reduction in damage from range attacks, like that's that's yeah. pretty big. That's no slash. That's the spear throwers. That's the ghosts. You know, that's yeah. a, that's big. Um, especially if you're already a kind of a tanky class, that's the only thing that's probably going to chunk you a bit. So just that flat mitigation is pretty nice. Uh, temporal per- pulse. The enchantress casts a guided globe or orb that deals 150 percent damage and slows enemies. So again, that's that slow that the enchantress has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this one's kind of interesting. A new skill amplification increases your highest static elemental damage bonus by five to ten percent. Yeah, that's that could be nice damage increase yeah. on depending on what your build is, poison yeah. stacking, whatever you're stacking. Yeah, especially like a wizard. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be juicy. If you guys don't understand how that works, because I know like some people might not understand that wording. Uh, so it's just like your highest static elemental resi- or bonus. So like say you're stacking poison, you have like 80%, you're just going to get 10% more. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty nutty. Yeah. So like, you know, and that's your, your necklace, your bracers, yeah. like your things like that, that you're getting your element. And a lot of you are like re-rolling your bracers for cold damage or whatever, physical damage. That's what that's referring to. Yeah. Just a free 10% thrown on top. Yeah. So that's good stuff. And Mesa brings up a good point because it's, you got to wonder which applies first. Is it, does, is this 10% at the end of all the other calculations or is SOJ going to add this into SOJ's equation? Like which one gets factored in first? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, that's, yeah that's, that's Diablo math. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the one that has me drooling a little bit mm-hmm. is reduce your cooldowns by, to 10% based on the Enchantress's intelligence. So it's I a flat instantly thought cooldown. about DR on this. I'm like, is this going to be DR immune or is it just going to blanket give you 10%? I'm assuming it's going to be DR as well. But this is ridiculous. 10% cooldown is a shit ton of cooldown. That's yeah. a lot. It's like That's the monk lot, passive. Monks just get a pass. It's like monk passive is actually 20%, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. But It's a lot, dude. But yeah. if you think about you think about your Captain Crimson, uh, Land of the Dead Necros, anything that's using Land of the Dead, you know that your spam like Z Necros are going to use it for rats. Um, uh, any Corpse Lance build is using it. Um, I mean, it's it's just pretty endless. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the only thing that I'm curious about here is like 
you know how Diablo kind of tends to do things really weird. Like so maybe somehow this isn't added to your sheet. It's just like kind of given to you. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. Diablo does weird stuff like that. And so like maybe that won't affect your captain's crimson or something like that. If it but. stacks with captains, that's probably the most powerful skill of all the followers. I mean, because that's just free damage on top of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So direct. Yeah. And then uh, the cheat death. Um, so this is goes back to if these are paired, right? So you'd have to choose between the cooldown reduction and the cheat death. I'm, I was zoning out. I was thinking about all the juice. What did you say? <laughs> so these are was, paired. Yeah. If they're paired, like we think they might be, you would have to choose on the enchantress between the cheat death and the cooldown. That would suck. Yeah. What would you pick? You're going to pick the cooldown, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're going to pick the cooldown. Yep. Um, but yeah, so super interesting stuff here. Um I think, you know, you could probably make an argument because the Knight's Veil doesn't share Vanish, that the Scoundrel will be pretty good if you're not a class that needs cooldown or attack speed. I think that Scoundrel will be rank one. Mm -hmm. But if you are, I think Enchantress will be rank one. It gives you options. And, that, yeah. and, and going back to what you said, I think the Templar needs a little rework to hit those, those niche. Like, you know, let the, the Scoundrel have his his critical strike chance and whatever else bonuses he's getting and the Enchantress is giving you cooldown reduction and let the Templar give something else. That way you can be like, what do I need in this specific setup, in this build? And then I can run that. I can run that guy. But this is a great start, man. I like it. I like that. I like the choices. It's going to be, both are going to get play. The Scoundrel's actually going to be used. I used to use the Scoundrel at times just for fun. Just because I'm like, nobody loves him. I literally ran a couple of times. People were like, why are you using the scoundrel? And I'd be like, oh, he's OP. You guys don't know. Like, you know, I troll a little bit nice. with it, but it's just, it's just fun. You know, it's cool to, to, to get him. Yeah. Um, and then we get down into the changes themselves. Okay. Bones of Rathma has mm. received a rework. Okay. Now, Obviously, I'm going to have the highest IQ breakdown here, but I'm curious for your thoughts before I, I dive in and tell you like a thousand million things. Okay. Uh, so initially, when you see this, you're like, dope, they're making a revive set. Then as you get a little deeper into this, you realize, nope, this isn't a revive set. This is an army of the dead slash bone spirit set. And Bone Spirit is the shittiest skill in the game. No, I like I don't know if it's the shittiest, but I don't like Bone Spirit at all for a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, it's not a true revive set that I kind of want it to be, I guess. Um, I feel like it's wanting to be a revive set, but it's not really a revive set. And Bone Spirit is such a crap skill. I, I, I hope it changes. I hope Bone Spirit gets different, different skill, or they rework Bone Spirit, which they won't happen. So, um, you want me to explain why I don't like Bone Spirit? Or sure, do you, yeah, yeah, I want I want to hear all the all right, So, so for me, uh, Bone Spirit, if you haven't used it before, you you shoot it and think of it like a very slow, very very slow projectile, 
that penetrates through pretty much anything until it hits an enemy and then blows up. And so with the items they gave, I think it's the Defiler's Curses. It says Bone Spirit's damage is increased for every second it's active and it freezes the enemy on impact. So if you shoot your Bone Spirit and then you run behind it for like 10 seconds, then it's going to have 10 seconds worth of extra damage. Um, and I, I just don't, I don't like that play style. I don't like that mechanic. I think it's encouraging a play style that's going to be run as far away from everything as you can shoot some projectiles and then chase after them and hopefully you'll hit what you wanted to hit and it'll die and if you set it up on long hallways and rifts it'll be awesome so that's honestly i i think that this is a, a good start because they're going with revive a little bit um but the six piece needs to be changed our bones bone spirit needs to be gone off this set uh okay i i mean i obviously want to try it first yeah yeah I, I haven't played it yeah obviously either so i do you know, agree that's my, that's my initial reaction yeah i think that the community will probably share your sentiment i think people wanted like the true minion set that had the revive minions the mages the skeletal warriors you mm -hmm. have all the minions in the world doing all the damage but i had a hard time and i think i understand why they went this route because i had a hard time thinking of a world where that wouldn't be just incredibly op right if you had 27 minions yeah i counted it today you can get 27 minions on the screen actually you can get, you get more 20, you can yeah. get 28 if you count your golem i don't know if he's classified as a minion he should be right but yes he is he is yeah so 28 with your golem um is is the max i could get and still keep bone spirit and army of the dead on and my that's bar. if somehow you know there's a lot of weirdness that uh in some cases, the clones count as minions. In some cases, they do not. So theoretically, there could be 30 because you would get two more through uh, Simulacrum. Theoretically, okay. if it worked. If it worked, okay. Yeah, I think that uh, if, you, if you look at that sheer number... Uh, that's what I want personally. From a yeah, I get it, but I, it's hard to think of a scenario where that's, that's not way too strong. Right, because think of how, how fast you'd apply Stricken. Think of how fast... Uh, Are you nerfing your own class right now? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Because that would just be... <laughs> I don't know. It'd be too strong. It'd be the 100% mandatory RGK and... I don't know. It's going to be 100% mandatory RGK now. Okay, yes. I think as it stands right now, and I want to make it clear that there is 0% chance, chat, that this goes forward. Because there is no way... I don't think that they know that the RGK bone spirit is already a thing. And so that was something that was, yeah. um, you know, I immediately brought to their attention. I was like, Hey, do you guys know that that's a thing? Well, if you guys don't know, there is uh there's, you know, so some metas out there. No one really runs it because it's kind of a meme, but to say, I just like zoned into a, a place and my team spawned the RG. Right. And so it's a very linear zone. And so I would shoot my bone spirits. Cause they're like, Hey, the RG spawn and you're on the other side of the zone, just sitting there chaining. Yeah, and you literally watch them run through everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 this this is exactly what I described. Like yeah. you you shoot your spirits and then chase after them for like 10, 15, 20 seconds, right. whatever. It, it got it's it was it's so bad. It's it's gonna be like teleport out. We got the Rift Guardian in a long hallway. Teleport back in. Shoot them down the hallway. Oh, we missed. Let's try again. Or oh, right. you one shot them. La, la, la. So 
you know. Yeah, I want to make it clear that there's probably going to be a maximum yeah. range put on this at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I looking at it, I I kind of I'm down. I'm down to try it. I, I think that uh, I do like the way the Bone Spirit looks. Yeah, it it's look a little. Cool. It, needs a, slow. it needs a movement speed too. I feel. I do think that the explosion makes it a little better. I'm not sure if you've seen the explosion or not, but like. Yeah, a little. I didn't play with it a lot, but yeah. Well, I've, of course, I've been trying to theory craft. It, it's a pretty big explosion radius, so I think that this could actually be pretty strong. Um, the thing that's really interesting here about Bone Spirits is, and some of these other skills that are you're kind of meant to synergize, right? So Bone Spirit costs nothing. Yeah. Revive. It's got a, it's got a timer-based cooldown. Costs nothing. Yeah. Army of the Dead costs nothing. Uh -huh. which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, now, if we're digging into each thing here, so so, so two-piece, your minions reduce the cooldown army of the dead by one second each time they deal damage, your skeletal warriors spawn faster, and your five minions no longer expire. Uh, I don't really understand right now, I don't really understand the point of the revived minions no longer expiring, other than the fact that I think that they want you to cast mages, and that would be like too many clicks. Yeah. But at the same time, you're probably going to be spamming revive anyways to eat corpses to get more bone spirit procs. Because bones, the way bone spirit works is you gain uh, one second reduced cooldown for each corpse you consume. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be like constantly reviving to get more bone spirit charges. So Yeah, but if you're reviving them, then it's going to pull them off of... Yeah, so that sucks, in right? My yeah, in my testing, if they're attacking something and you revive, then it kills that one to make yep. a new one when you hit your 10 cap. Correct. Uh, and then so that's going to totally F your damage up. I know. If they're doing decent damage. And this will go back to something we're kind of talking about at the end of all of this. So, uh, yeah, they're giving your skeletal warriors a faster spawn rate. I assume that's, you know, in case you die, you know, <laughs> now they're going to yeah. come back even faster because they do spawn really slow. It's like one every two yeah. seconds. Uh, four piece, your minions no longer take damage. Uh, you gain one percent damage reduction for fifteen seconds each time you, you want your minions does damage up to seventy five stacks, which is fantastic. That means seventy five percent dr, uh, which is bone spear level, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, necros and cra crazy, crazy squish. So this is a good play. Mm -hmm. uh, bones wrath, six piece. Each active minion increases the damage of army of dead and bone spear by a thousand percent. As me and P already alluded to, uh, most likely. I think the intended play style is for you to have the 27,000 uh, percent damage here. You yep. get 10 through mages, 10 through revive, and 7 through command skeletons. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the filers, the thing that we think will change, and bone spirits damage increase for 500% for every second it's active. There's just no way that that stays. But the cool thing to note is it will freeze on impact, so it'll proc your triple crisbies. Um, yep. on impact, so that actually will get calculated before uh, the damage is done, which is good. Um, we haven't had any way, really, other than Land of the Dead, to proc Triple Crispy at range. Um, so that's nice, other than relying on like a Zyze proc or a Corpse Lance stun. Um, and then finally, Bonds of Selena, which I assume is a Bracer. They don't specify. Yeah, I assumed it was a Bracer as yep. well. Army of the Dead and Bone Spirit deal 300% to 400% increased damage. Bone Spirit deals an additional 2% increased damage for 5 seconds each time Army of the Dead hits an enemy. Um, so the reason this is interesting is because there is already an item in the game that affects Army of the Dead. It's called uh, the Helmet thingy. Fate's Vow. Fate's Vow deals an additional 250% damage and gains the effect of Unconventional Warfare Rune. 
Um, now, the reason that might be interesting is because how that works is you could combine two runes of Army of the Dead, which theoretically could give you more hits because there's no cap here. So Bone Spear deals an additional 2% increased damage for 5 seconds each time Army of the Dead hits an enemy. So essentially, if you can run two, two runes, you could get double the hits. Maybe. It's something we'll have to test, of course, on Thursday. But... Um, Kind of weird that I guess they didn't update Fate's Vow in the patch notes because it is that 250% damage modifier, but maybe they felt that was fine. Or maybe, mm -hmm. what we'll allude to in a second, is you're kind of meant to ignore the damage of Army of the Dead. Because what ends up happening yeah. here, and on all my playtesting, all my theory crafting, which we've done a decent amount of so far, is there's so many things that are good that you could potentially run with this setup but you just don't have enough skill slots for it. Like Devour right. is insane with the mm -hmm. setup because you get permanent bone spirits, but you already have revive in the build, but you know, revive isn't that something you can really numb lock. Uh, Cause it's like a targeted skill. Yeah. And it's spamming. <laughs> it's like you have a cast animation with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Army of the Dead is really just getting your stacks up to buff the Bone Spirit is kind of the way I felt. And it's... Potentially, it's, yeah. Yeah, and so you're trying to cast that, I guess, anytime you need to deal some bombs. And then, yeah, it's... Now I can I don't see know, a scenario where you don't need to run Devour to have a permanent uptime on Skeleton Mages because of Dark Reaping. Um, you know, it might get a little convoluted on RG or something like that, but... Yeah, it's it's weird because none of these skills cost essence. So I think that maybe that was a factor in the consideration here. Other than command skeletons cost essence and skeletal mage cost essence. I assume they're going to want you to run Jesseth. Uh, I would assume so yeah. too, yeah. So yeah, it's there's so many things that would fit, but can't. Well, yeah, we'll have to see how it ends up playing out. Again, I honestly wonder if they knew about the bombs for RGK. Yeah, I, I feel like that's going to get it changed instantly. I yeah. feel like I feel like they maybe they weren't aware of that and then as soon as they see it they're going to be like, "Okay, uh back to the drawing board. This has to change somehow." And whether that's a cap on damage, which then that sucks, or a complete removal rework or I don't know, something. Yeah. I I just don't see this going live, you know. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I I kind of surprised they went forward anyways like so yeah they didn't they just showed us the stuff like pretty late last week so that'd be a pretty quick turnaround if they already changed it but to me i don't know this is setting them up for some memes like some youtube video of like okay you know d3 is a good game omega lol and it's like a ptr clip of someone like one-shotting a rift guardian with with bone spirit from across the rift i mean <laughs> I, you know damage control i would think that i would hope that they'd fix this sooner than later but um, you know, I'm, they're crazy busy right now, I'm sure, with the, the BlizzCons. But yeah, I mean, a lot to unpack. Obviously, going to test the crap out of this. It, so so my initial reaction, though, is uh, awesome. They realized that Rothma was a duplicate set, and they're making it into a revive set. Hopefully, some focus on revive that doesn't get any play right now, and Bone Spirit gets no play right now. So like this is this is cool, man. Like they're trying to make Rothma different, and um, I think with community feedback and stuff, we'll get there. I hope, you know. 
So I'm excited for this. I really am. Yeah. So me too. I'm excited to get into it. Um, yeah, I think that you could actually make, I think a build around like just bone spirit or just army of the dead. I think it's going to be kind of hard to combine the two. Um, I we'll, think it would be really cool to run around, uh, in like some T16s at mock speed with your army, just mm -hmm. the army of 27 minions, just destroying everything. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. I, I just like that. That hits me in the right spots. You know what I mean? So I see like, um, I, I don't agree, but I do agree. Like, I know yeah. that that's what the community wants. Um, I don't want that because I don't like minions very much. Um, but yeah, I get it. I, I but you're this dominion class. Like, of all the classes I get to it. have it, I like, it. Necros, that's the fantasy, man. Like, you're just, you're the king. Get them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I get it. Don't touch me. It's I don't just want really boring. <laughs> like I don't know if you played Wish Doctor at all, but... That's the Wish Doctor <laughs> yeah. play style. You just like yeah. walk around and hope your minions do yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I, but the, the cool thing is is that's that's the one fantasy for Necro and they have other sets to do other things. Um, but we'll see how this plays. I, I'm not I'm not calling for like, you know, oh, this is horrible because we haven't played it. I'm, I, I don't think Bone Spirit's a good skill personally and I don't think it's going to get implemented like this. So it's already kind of like, uh, well, we're going back to the drawing board before we even play playtest. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's kind of how I feel, but I do feel like we're in the, we're in the ballpark though. I'm like, okay, all right. So you've narrowed it down to this. I like what we're working with. Let's, let's iterate on this and make it better. Like let's bounce some ideas around, see what we can come up with, Yeah, you know? So. Yeah. Like, and then now uh, moving on to Firebirds. Firebirds um, is dope. Okay. Interesting. Like uh, so when you die, a meter falls from the sky. That's all the same. Disintegrating knights, enemies, causing them to take 3,000% weapon damage per second until they die. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's like kind of the four-piece-ish moving on to the two-ish a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, that four-piece says you gain 8% damage reduction for 80% DR. I didn't even see that the first time. Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, 4,000% increased damage uh, while Ignite is applied to a target. Casting the security adds combustion stacks that reduce the cooldown of teleport by 2% per stack, stacking to 50 times. So it sounds like you're gonna get the, that wand. What's that wand called? The one, the teleport wand. F. F. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It makes it cost mana, but instead, our cost, you know, cost wizard juice. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna juices. get that for free, basically. Except yeah. for it's not gonna cost mana. Aether Walker. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that's, I think that's cool. I, I think Wizard yep. has really suffered with mobility. Um, and it's the only thing that it, it's like, well, yeah, that sounds like it can be really fast, but at the same time, it's disintegrate a channeled ability. So it can't yeah. really be that yeah. fast at the end of the yeah. day. Uh, but I've always liked the way disintegrate looks. Me it, too. Read, read the six piece yeah, yeah, and okay. then let me give you my thoughts. Yeah. And I, I'm curious as if you feel the same sure. after you hear what I say. Uh, six piece hitting an ignited enemy with a fire spell other than disintegrate deals ignited damage um, multiplied by combustion sacks. So that's the combustion sacks from uh, four feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So initially when I read this, disintegrate is the coolest looking and one of my favorite wizard skills in the game. I think it looks badass. If you don't know, it's the Cyclops beam. It literally makes your character look like Cyclops from X-Men. Uh, I, I love it. It was like my favorite wizard, wizard skill ever when I first played the game. I was like, oh, this is dope. So I like that. I think it's really cool. Um, but the problem is, as soon as I read the four-piece bonus has damage multipliers on it, 
I already knew you're not going to use the six piece of this set because you're going to stack it with Tarasha. Mm. You're going to stack it with Veers, maybe. You're going to stack it with something else because the damage multiplier is on the four piece. And so Talrasha's is so good already that you're just going to be like, oh, I can add 4,000% damage to Talrasha's too? Hell yeah, let's do it. So I don't know um, exactly. The, the unknowns on this are like, how long are the four piece stacks going to last? It stacks up to 50 times, but how long does the stack last? One second? Because if it only lasts one second, that teleport is pretty worthless. If it lasts for five seconds, then for five seconds, you can teleport around. That's kind of cool, but you're still going to stop the channel disintegrate. Can you tap disintegrate and then instantly keep your stack? So now are we in like this stutter stepping demon hunter play style of like disintegrate, teleport, 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 disintegrate, teleport, teleport. You know what I mean? So it depends on how they, they manipulate the timer on those stacks and how much damage is it going to do with the six piece bonus if Tal Rasha's, um, is going to be the thing or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I don't see a world where you play the six piece fine, fineries fire, the firebird set. You're going to, you're going to mix it with something else. Even know? if you were to say, play a pure firebird, the one thing I was like, this feels weird to me is, uh, like there's seeming to be immediate. Like, so I saw this and I read it and immediately my brain went to, uh, at sigil and death wish death yeah. wish yeah and so i'm like yeah. didn't like, they again, just discourage I, I, that yes. play style yeah yeah so yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and i thought the same thing too when when we were reading the notes and so like instantly my mind went to like the first thing i thought of was like damage on four piece oh shit can i make a fire veer set can i run as a flame archon that sounds fun as hell but then i'm like that's not even the whole point the point is that i'm not even using this set now i'm using the four piece bonus to get veer archon a fire archon because it sounds fun uh but then i went to oh death wish at sigil damn <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's still broken isn't it doesn't don't you still have to channel for a second for no their effects I, I thought they again? just recently fixed that maybe i'm wrong did they revert that? I thought we I don't talked know. about that and they're like, okay, finally that's fixed. I, I hope they reverted Death Wish and Edge Sigil. I don't think they did. I thought they fixed the channeling shoulders. I think I don't know. Death Wish is still broken. So I don't know, man. But uh, th that just highlights how those items have to change. They need to get Death Wish at Sigil out of the game or manipulated to only work with a specific skill or spell or something to let us have other weapons to use. Um, but yeah, man, this is, yeah, it, this has got, this has got fun built into it though. Channeling disintegrate <sighs> to burn enemies to, to ignite them. And then using another fire skill to blow them up. Like it just sounds fun to me. I, I like it. Yeah. I so. think that, uh, wizard is kind of suffering from a monk complex here, uh, where, you know, you, you make this new set. Congratulations. Uh, but you know, wizard's still going to, Draw, get, be drawn towards channeling just like you know monk is drawn towards wave of light on literally everything um i don't know i think that they i think the play for wizard is like one set should be like the the channeling focus set and the other thing yeah, should be how rasha should be in my yeah. opinion that's, that's what it is you're dropping meteors you're channeling yeah cool um so but i don't know i mean I we have know. to play I'm, it and stuff like that but i'm with you too my thing is like how do they incentivize this to where you don't mix this four piece with Tal Rasha's six piece. Like, I don't see how you fix that unless you put the damage on the six piece bonus. Well, the damage like, is 
the majority of the damage is on the six piece bonus. But, but you're getting that four thousand yeah. from the four piece, yeah. and like as long as that's there, you're you're gonna mix that with yeah. something else. Agreed. And but so maybe they want to. Do I don't know. Do, I don't know. I mean, is it a good thing to not use the six piece for the new set or the set that they're tweaking? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this just, will be that good though. Like we don't yeah. really know yet. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think disintegrates a cool, a cool thing. I can't wait to see how this plays. I'm actually excited for this. Um, I like Wizard as a class. I haven't been excited for Wizard in a long time. I I, I played a lot when Tal Rasha Meteor was was King of the Hill, like I don't know, season twelve or th thirteen or fourteen, something. When it when it got its buff, I played it. It was fun, um, and it's been since then. I didn't get hype for the Hydra set. I, I never thought that that set was in a good spot. I still don't think that set's in a good spot. So hopefully this is one that makes me like fall in love with Wiz again. You know? Yeah. Are you, so are you, are you insinuating that next podcast we might come in here with like actual best in slot knowledge for both classes? Like you're actually going to go Wiz, hit balls to the wall, figure this shit I'm out? I'm gonna play it. I'm not saying I'm gonna wizard theory craft, Bro. but I'm gonna I'm gonna play it though. Oh for sure. God. I'm gonna test I'm gonna test things and have some data. For sure, for sure. But you can focus on the whiz, I can focus on the necro, and then we get do the it. best. We, we'll have it up, man. We'll do it up. Um so. and then <laughs> Oh man, this is I did this, chat. Yep. I like to get classes nerfed. Uh hungering arrow pierces a maximum of two times while wearing gears of dreadlands. So if you don't know the story behind this, Fluff tweeted out uh, Gears of Dreadlands OP nerf hungering arrow pierces to two. And uh, specific. That's very specific. Wow. Yeah. And Pez commented on it. That's a great idea, Fluff. I think I'll <laughs> pass that to the dev team. Yeah, so it's really so, Pez's fault. Yeah. 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 True. So. Uh yeah, I think that uh, so if you guys you know, I'm not super familiar and you probably played Gears of Dreadlands more than me, but as far as I know, like the five time pierce and that last pierce is like really what a majority of the damage is coming from the missile dampening. So this is a, I mean, this, this is a big nerf. This is a big nerf. They hit it pretty hard, man. <laughs> they hit it pretty hard. Um, you know, this and the Munda Nugos nerf, I, listen, I looked at leaderboard and uh, you know what's clear to 150? Everything but Witch Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I, I'm being sarcastic. I don't think every class had, but almost every class has, I think. And Wish Doctor was one of the ones that hasn't. Um, and so I don't have the analytical data that Blizzard obviously has access to. But to me, I'm looking at things like Bone Spear Necro was super broken. Okay, but it's broken because of the fourth cube slot, right? So is it still going to be broken next season? I don't know, but Witch Doctor Mundanugo is still getting hit. Yeah. Like it seems, Barb Monk and Witch Doctor still have not done one fifty. Barb w Monk and Witch Doctor, there you go. So it's one of the ones that hasn't done it, but it's getting a huge nerf. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Phantasm Rune, the way that this works is, uh, Spirit Barrage is increased by a hundred to one hundred and fifty percent, and the way it's currently implemented is you get three times. So mm -hmm. it's three 150s and the wording is is kind of vague on this it's actually 450 percent right now and they're nerfing it to 150 total so you're losing 300 percent damage now i don't know how much that is some of the the data guys out there are saying it's about five 
GR levels. It's five, about six, a five yeah. five level, six level nerf. So that seems like a pretty big hit to me on a class that I don't think feels like it's overperforming. But again, I don't have the analytical data that Blizzard has. So maybe maybe it is. Maybe it's that broken, you know? Yeah. I, know. I was surprised to see Moondanu go up here, I guess. Uh <laughs> Especially with Barb's belt still having the world. Yeah, Nerf Barb. It. Like, what the hell, Nerf Barb? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't surprised to see Gears up here at all. Uh, but I was surprised that it was so I expected to see Gears hit. last season. Uh, yeah, so same. I expected it this season. I think they might have hit it too hard. But again, man, this is PTR. This is, the, this is where you test right. it, right? Yeah. So if we, I think they want to overshoot it so they can we can all freak out and then they'll be like oh we'll fix it we'll make it three or four pierces and we're still good you know and right. everybody's happy like yay you fixed it you know mm -hmm. so i don't know we'll see yeah and then the last thing that kind of snuck in here at the end is blackthorn's jousting mail replace one primary attribute with a random elemental damage affix yay yeah so the point here is Swap to make lantern. it so you don't have to run or don't have to roll a witch doctor and roll pants and then bring it back to your main class and re-roll it for your, yourself. Uh, that's the play. This is the way. I think that's a good change, does, does actually. Does this do it? Does this actually do it, though? I don't know. We'll see. If it accomplishes the goal, but maybe. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, you know, now Blackthorn pants aren't completely and totally worthless, just mostly worthless, so. Yeah. No, no change for Blackthorn. Like, who cares? Like, the Blackthorn, it went from super worthless to maybe, okay, so. I you know the biggest thing that I I think that this is actually the best change in the patch actually okay because this will show that no one will ever create a witch doctor hmm true which means that they're gonna have to re-edit that shadowy outline on the character select in the screen because actually it's a witch doctor <laughs> in D4 <laughs> Yeah, you know, it'll be like Diablo 7, right? And they're gonna be like, We're bringing back a fan favorite, Witch Doctor. And people are gonna go, Oh, wait, oh, no, mm. no, don't. That's not, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think that might actually be a big brain play. So, say that last class is a Witch Doctor, essentially, yeah. what they're doing with that is just buying themselves more time to develop the rest of the game because they know no one's actually gonna pick that. So, they actually it'll be just an yeah. empty class. That right. doesn't have any skills or anything like that, but they know people won't actually click it. Yeah, they don't even have to code the pet logic in the game because <laughs> nobody's going to play the class, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. True, 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 yeah. true. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a big brain. Four class, four class, Diablo four, four classes, you know? Yeah. That's all we need. But yeah, this happens Thursday. Mm -hmm. Did they give a time? Probably not. No, they, they didn't. It better be evening. Um, I hate when they do it during the day. They're going to do it in the day. You think? They yeah. No, they don't. The last one was evening. Uh, I think that was because they had trouble getting it going. <laughs> I think it was supposed do to be in the evening. Daytime. Yeah. I swear to God, someone's played Necker before me. This, I don't know. I, I wish they would do it on Fridays, personally. Yeah. I would like a Friday. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. So, yeah. You know, I, but, uh, but they got to they gotta have that day, I guess, of work day to, you know, when shit's going wrong and they can fix it. Yeah. So if you guys want to see Firebirds, check out twitch.tv slash thepeachild. Oh, yeah. Check out some Necro Juice. <laughs> I don't have to tell you where to go. 
Yeah, twitch.tv slash the peach child. I mean, keep come dreaming. On. Keep dreaming. You'd be like, oh, I hope Fluff made about? a build for me. <laughs> <laughs> what do I Fluff do? Fluff made a build for me? Yeah, because like you're going to oh. get on this and you're like, I don't even know what a Rathma is. What is a Rathma? <laughs> what is what is a what is a rat run i don't know what that is true i've never uh, done one yeah so are you ready to run rats again because you know what's happening um i don't know i might ssf so i don't have to play with anybody follower only mode Damn. No, I don't know, man. What's the what's the we'll have to see what the sets are gonna be, man. So yeah. if I, if the new season drops, I'm gonna play the new Wiz, you're gonna play the new Necro. How are we gonna how are we gonna synergize this? Yeah. For season launch. I think you'll you just know? have to play a support Necro. No, I listen, I did that for you last <laughs> season. I was stuck at, after the opening weekend with the Z Monk. I had to like go figure out how to get some other class geared up. Who wants to play a monk, man? Just kidding. Just kidding, monk guys. Um yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what we end up getting with these notes. I don't think Necro is going to stay the way it is. And I honestly don't think the Firebirds is going to stay the way it is either. I think it might get tweaked a little bit too. Because yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine that they're going to want the set to be used in Talrashas. And I, I can't see, unless that, that last damage multiplier is just that juicy. I just don't see it beating it. You know what I mean? But let us see. Sorry, I just got blown away where some, someone said the D4 is using the D3 engine. No, it's fucking not. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, woo, chat says some things sometimes. Listen, uh, we've played D4. Hours. <laughs> hours and hours of D4. And that is not the same engine. It is beautiful. It is absolutely. And I've watched every interview. No point did David Kim ever say anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting trolled right now. I bet. So I took the bait. Okay, what else do we have? I mean, God, this has been a super three-hour podcast already. I mean, it's BlizzCon week. What do we expect? Yeah, what? Yeah, who wants to sleep? Uh, We don't need sleep. We still still, like honestly, we could probably talk for another five hours, and we're gonna have to save stuff for next time. We got questions. Uh, We should probably get the questions. Do you want to? um, Fluff hates. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to go for like a fluff, a fluff hates Peach Child's loves for the patch notes, or we could just do both loves. Or okay. Both hates, or what do you, yeah. you want to do? You want, let's do a, let's do a hates and loves for patch notes. Okay. 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 Uh, hates. I don't love that it's mint. It's focused on followers. I've never really liked followers. Uh, I think if you want to run a minion, you should just play a minion build. Um, but I think the. I mean, it's not a hate, but I think the hours played not being a filter is, I guess, my hate. Mm, okay. I don't know. Which one? They're both. Okay, they're you got both, loves both up what, there. What's your, what's your loves? Loves yeah, I'm, is. I'm, I'm going to let you double dip. I mean, uh, it's a tie between Rathma and leaderboard filter. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I'll start with the loves. Okay. I, I absolutely, I mean, listen. Like, this isn't my favorite thing of the patch notes, but I love that they're using Disintegrate. I love that ability. Mm. I think it's a beautiful skill. One of the best looking skills in the game. My personal, one of my personal favorites. Um, the leaderboard filter, I think, ultimately is the win from this patch. I think it's going to let people play sets that they don't want to play. And um, the follower thing, I think, is a way you could juice, you could, you could creep up single player power level without affecting multiplayer at a hard level 
You know what I mean? And I think that's a good play for that. But I'm with you on the Peach Child Hates section. I don't really like followers. I don't care about my follower. I don't find it interesting or fun. I hope Diablo 4 does not have followers at all. Um, I think it's a bad system. So in that, I think it's a little boring, but but it's still cool. And then um, I also hate Bone Spirit, man. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan. We'll see how it plays. But my initial reaction is, uh, I don't like this skill. So just wait until we see what the fluff can come up with. Okay. We'll see what Maybe we can do. I, I'm just not a fan of the skill. So uh, that's it, man. Let's get into some Twitter questions, guys. We had a bunch today. So if I didn't catch yours, we had some late entries too. I'm going to do a quick scan as I'm reading through these and see. Like, I know we had a couple extra ones come in. Um, but let's start it off with um, Ill Machine says, do either of you get the feeling that somewhere above the Diablo team has a mandate that D2R have as few changes as possible? It seems like the devs maybe had some ideas of their own, but didn't implement them. Uh, that's a good question. And we heard specifically to that point, uh, Matt Cedarquest uh, alluded to that was like one of the biggest challenges for him is that internally the team is very passionate about the project and uh you know having to constantly kind of keep things on track and not to scope creep and you know obviously everyone on that team wants to see like oh we can make it a better game if we did this and you know cedar quest is, is trying to keep it uh their their goal in mind the pillars of what they're trying to do is to really stay true to that game and i get that um you know what's interesting to me is after i did that Q&A video you mm -hmm. know how you and I had talked about like well your answer for everything question wise for immortal or for resurrected yeah. is like it's going to be the same but then I re-watched like every question in depth and every answer in depth and I don't know that I still share that opinion because okay to me it's kind of like they're walking a really weird line right so they're like they make kind of executive decisions like they're gonna give us the gold pickup radius they're gonna give us the advanced stat screen they're gonna give us shared stash they're gonna give us uh the controller having the ability to activate skills without the two-click action. I don't even know if you know what I mean by that because... Like, no, I haven't played the game in 20 Yeah, exactly. Years. I no so <laughs> I think this is something a lot of people are going to get disappointed by, either not for remembering it or they have never played the game. But the way the L2 works is... So say you wanted to cast uh, Bone Spear. Okay. okay. It's not that you put Bone Spear on your skill bar and you click Bone Spear. You assign a hotkey to Bone Spear. So you hit the hotkey, it'll switch to Bone Spear, and then through and then a second click. click, you cast Bone Spear. But Yeah, so it's, it's not like three and it shoots where your mouse is. It's like three right. and then click. Yeah, three and then right click. Yeah. Uh, That's so, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, controllers are getting the ability to just like you hit X and you do it, but they're not going to give that functionality to mouse. So and what keyboard. if the game ends up playing better on controller? Like what if That's we're what like saying. doing all the it's inventory weird. management with keyboard and mouse, but then when it comes time to actually play the game, we pick the controller up. And yeah. We're like navigating with the joystick and clicking buttons. And one of the things that Andre alluded to also, which was like, this is weird, uh, was he's like, well, yes, you can plug a controller into the pc but pc will uh, follow different rule sets so like yeah, which is weird why not console exactly mirror console i, I know 
So unless they're saying like you can still manage your inventory and like go to settings with your mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Like, which is fine. But then at the I, end I mean, of the day, they still have the cross progression. So you could just be like, well, I'll I play hate on my PlayStation. I'll play on my PlayStation. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And then I don't know. Yeah. The whole like, you know, my force movement question, I feel like was like a pretty straightforward shot. It was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, dude, force yeah. movement is legit. Like, yeah. I don't understand how you don't use it. If you're not using it in D3, I, you're missing a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a very like it's a standard thing in all ARPGs now. Force move. Mm -hmm. So and Poe doesn't like Poe. Uh, yeah, I they mean, don't officially do it, but you can do it by putting it on your bar. Yeah, you have to use a skill slot. Yeah. Like I, you know, so I was able to do it, but it just sucks. Yeah, it's like why I don't Poe doesn't let you bind scroll wheel either. What they don't? I didn't know that. What? Like I use scroll wheel on Diablo all the time. So to me, that's the biggest, like what? Yeah. Um, so, okay. What else do we have? Uh, Drathar says, what class class is fluff going to blast in season 23? Why is it necromancer? Uh, but seriously, can you break down the Rothma set and how items are going to play out? Any build prediction synergies followers? I think we talked about the sets in general. Um, is there any extra juice you wanted to add to that? I think we, we spent like 40 minutes on. Yeah, that. I think the interesting thing with the new sets, I can I can see on paper pretty clearly of how I think they want the push build to play out. What I cannot see right now is how we're going to speed farm and mm -hmm. what that looks like. Because it kind of feels like you're going to have to decide between I want Bone Spirit as my damage dealer or I want Army of the Dead. So we'll have to see. We're going to play with it a lot on Thursday, of course. Uh, Voltron says, is this the end of God DH? Would a ZDH with Ashira's set be the new meta? Um, and I had forgotten about Ashira's set until today. If you don't remember, that is the set that you can equip and it randomly summons your followers to come aid you. <laughs> uh, even in multiplayer games, apparently. So a ZDH with this set on, and we had several people ask this question. So a ZDH or a Z whoever with this set on could potentially summon all three of their followers to get all of the benefits of the skills, uh, which I don't know if would apply to your party or not, and uh, do all the things. So. Yeah. I, uh, I don't. I would be surprised if this isn't addressed somehow officially in these patch notes because obviously this set was designed when the followers kind of sucked, and uh, now that they're going to have access to all this power, I feel like this will be changed, especially in in multiplayer games. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I think that yeah. this will be like the Bone Spirit thing. I think you know people will probably be able to abuse it right away on PTR, uh, but I think they'll quickly react probably. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think this will end up being a thing, or it will be heavily addressed to make it not broken. So, um, and the next question was the same thing. Uh, Tesh also asked the same question: Will the Ashira set be best in slot for ZDH? <laughs> uh, Demonic Grizz says: So, with the nerf to God DH and Spirit Barrage, what builds do you think will be taking their spots in season twenty three? So for those specific classes, uh, I don't know how hard God DH got nerfed. It's probably still the best 
God or the best DH build. Maybe Impale might pass it up. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know how hard that hits it. I don't know how hard that I think, kills it. Yeah, I think it doesn't. The you know the DH sets DH uh, is pretty good in general about like what's what's going to be really strong. The name is escaping me, but the multi shot set I think will probably be rank one. Hungry and hollowed yeah, essence UE, maybe. UE. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to see. I don't think that their intent is to kill dot God DH. I, I think they'll balance it back out. If this murders it somehow, I think they'll they'll fix it. You know, so hopefully they fix it. Don't be too scared. You know, um, and Spirit Barrage, like Spirit Barrage, is like leaps and bounds better than any other Witch Doctor set. I think uh, <laughs> that's the only one I've ever played. So I don't even know, man. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that you were spot on earlier with your analysis. You know, if we look at the leaderboards and like one of the classes that's not even hitting 150 is going to get hit. I guess I don't understand the point. Yeah, I, I I don't think Spirit Barrage needs a nerf, I, I, but maybe we, there's something we don't know. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of maybe maybe the follower juice combined. I don't. I just I'm missing something. Yeah, you know so whatever data they have, I don't have. So or I don't know about. But um, Spirit Barrage is is pretty far ahead of the pack. I think so. I don't know. I think Spirit Barrage is still the build, uh, even after it gets nerfed. But Six a six GR nerf is a lot. That's a lot of power, man. Yeah, I hope you know. I hope it can get balanced out. Uh, Maester Magus says, uh, "New meta. Uh, what order do you develop an ARPG? You're in charge. Assume you can finish each each section. What order do you do first, second, etc.? So I guess we're making ARPG, right? Okay." And we're like, do we flesh out the classes? Maybe do we flesh out the end game? Do we flesh out itemization or leveling or <laughs> campaign or story? Like, what what are we doing? I, I'm taking that's the question. Did you take the same? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess first you knock out. You know, like what do you want that character experience to be? Right, like classes. Mm -hmm ascendancies subclasses like you got to model out probably what you want that to look like first and then maybe yeah. you re react to that with like the skill trees or or um i think whatever yeah, I your think gimmick's gonna be you know i think you build backwards right for kind of so you start with your classes and then i think i think ultimately i wouldn't spend the most amount of time on this but you need your story like what are, what are we doing because the, the characters thing I've ever have heard. to Literally. The characters have to fit the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's literally. So you have your your story outline, no. and then you're going to do your characters. You're fine. And then you're going to go to <laughs> builds and play style. Then uh, no, no, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're going to build out your character, like what that's going to look like. Your you're going to have your skills and your skill tree. Then you need to figure out animation and what that's going to look like. Then you figure out crafting. Uh -huh. Crafting is a pillar of ARPGs. Um, okay, and, and then, then you're flush out those end game activities. End game activities. I'm with materials. you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, then after you've got this great game, you think about story. Yeah. So you're gonna have like a barb in in cyberpunk. That's cool. Yeah. Sure. As long as it's fun, <laughs> you know. As long as it's fun, you can adapt some BS story I, to anything. I don't. Anything, I don't. Yeah. Literally. So I don't. I don't think so. We're he's asking the order that we do it, and I think. That's different than the amount of effort and time I put into each activity. As That's well. still the order. 
So I I craft my my story classes. <laughs> I can't believe uh, stories. First. Subclasses. Who are you? Items, skill trees, uh, how to get the items. You know, yes. crafting all that kind of stuff. Stories and afterthought. So, um, XO, hold on. We got we got some extra ones. I'm going to throw in real okay. quick. Um. Rank one, Civ five, Saria main says, just watched Fluff's video on D two. One hundred percent agree with them. Why are some one, QA life one person that agrees? <laughs> why are some QA life added? Others aren't. Uh, I'm gonna summarize a little bit. Um, people, is there really enough content? Here's the question, I guess: Is there really enough content in a twenty year old game to keep people occupied, considering? The game is still just not remastered. How are they going to get a new audience? How are they going to keep people? Yeah, and I think that ties in a little bit to that, you know, that two-click action, right? If your first impression of the game is just like, oh, the, the, the really standard thing you come to expect from ARPGs, you know, in the past 10, 15 years is like that first initial impression isn't even there. I get trying to stay true to the original, man, like... I'm with you, but at the same time, like, there's going to be people that are like, I have to do what? I have to, like, assign the skill and then and then cast it? That's ridiculous. Uh, and I think that that would be a big turnoff immediately. So I think they have to make some concessions in terms of what's that, what's that experience going to be for the player that's never, ever played the game before? Um, like me. Like, I legitimately don't remember D2. I played the campaign twice 20 years ago. My memory is horrible. I literally remember nothing now maybe as i start playing it i'll be like oh i remember this or i remember that but for all intents and purposes this is going to be a brand new playthrough this is going to be like a brand new user playing diablo 2 for the first time so um i don't know man like i you know i i kind of wanted more but we'll see well, i mean this will be the thing like double clicking like having to switch like let's say i have fireball on three and i don't know whatever electric shock on two and i have to press three then click to attack you know every time yeah is it like three click three click three click no no it's not every time it's like three okay. it's just and the switch cues it up right yeah 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 and then so it's like two oh i want electrocute let me hit number two now and then click and then click you know i don't know man uh that seems bad but maybe you get used to it you know i'm sure you do just but just you know modernize it yeah <laughs> And especially that's such a weird line to draw is to like to give that functionality to the console and the controller, mm -hmm. but not to PC. And then to even like, I, I don't know, the, like, I don't know. I, I still feel like I was, I was very surprised when I had to explain myself, like, are we going to get the ability to rebind everything and have force movement? The fact that I had to explain that question, I found to be really weird. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah. force, like the button you press yeah. to move? Like, the and then Mr. Llama, like, interrupting me, like, oh, that already has that. I'm like, okay, chill out, dude. <laughs> like, you're right. getting your game. Calm down. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. The uh, Voltron says, if I put lawn rings on my followers, can they do actual real damage? Uh, probably doesn't apply to them. I'm going to vote no yeah. on that. I'm going to assume know. that minion or the followers are still going to do ZDPS. Quinn style right. DPS. And Bingo. then I'm I'm bouncing through like we got so many late questions. I'm trying to snag them up because people were feeling it. I feel like um 
Rass says, is this the first time ever in the history of podcasts that the that the podcast of the patch notes have come out on the same day before? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, actually. I think so. Usually they drop them on Wednesday just so we can't have them for the new meta, I think. I think they dropped them for Danctuary, not us, so to be oh, fair. Oh, that might have been. Could have been. <laughs> Maybe if, uh, yeah, you're nicer. Maybe if you're um, nicer. You're the toxic one these days. No, not you. I said we. You know? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Um, let's see what else. All right. This is the, so did it, I think that's it. So we got one more from Rorax. Rorax says, what is the absolute worst smell in the world? Ah, uh, man. The worst smell in the world. Man, I know I have some triggers. I'm just having a really hard time thinking about it. Mm, I can tell you some really bad ones, man. Has you ever like been in like a gym environment? And you have somebody that's got like the worst smelling feet ever. They like take their gym shoes off and it feels like their socks have been wet for a week and they yeah. never change them and keep putting them in there. Like that mildewy, just that smell is almost unbearable where it forces you to leave to get fresh air. You're like, oh my God, yeah. it is so bad. I mean, I get that on motorcycle trips sometimes. Like your boots just fucking stink. There's nothing you can do yeah, about that's, it. That's, that's bad. <laughs> it sucks. There's, there's like some, some, powder or something yeah you do it and, but at the end of every day it's like you've been riding for like 15 hours in a pair of boots you know like fucking yeah up. nothing you do with um that. that's pretty bad yeah i'm trying to think of durian is a trigger for me for sure what durian what is that you're cute uh it's a fruit hmm. I, I don't know this item it's not uh, very popular in American culture, obviously, because it's disgusting. Hmm. And you tried it? Yes, I've tried it multiple times. I've like so. Yeah, I've tried it raw, and it was the worst ever. I've tried it fried, and you would think, okay, well, anything fried is okay. Nope. And I've actually tried it as ice cream. Every single Yuck. time, it's like, huh. <laughs> That's it, man. That's all the questions we have. Really? This nice. is this this might be the longest podcast episode we've ever had. Wasn't the one we just did way longer than this? This is three hours. I don't think yeah, so. It was three hours. What? Saturdays was over three hours? Mm hmm Well, I don't if it was, I didn't even realize it. So easy. I don't think it was. Are you tired of me easy. or you, you gotta go? Or like what's what's up? You need you need to go watch uh, TV with the lady? <laughs> no, I'm going to bed. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I don't know about you. I've been burning the candle hardcore. Yeah, of course I have. Posting so videos, working full time, and then trying to stream in between all of that. Oh my god, what the hell? Yeah, dude. I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling burned out today. So yeah, yeah, man. That's it. You got yeah. any other juice you want to talk about? No. I yeah. I have to kill like Awaken or Nine and the feared. I thought Thursday. eight was the thing. It's not. You, you can do nine now if you have not enough, like, big brain. Well, stop fucking around. Why haven't you done it? It's, it's queued up. We're just waiting to get that level. We, we still got time, though. We still got... Yeah. We still got two two months. I wanted to do it before PTR started, but mm. I'm also very tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go to bed. Fluff's going to start streaming POE for those guys that want to stick around. Don't let them cop out. Make them stay up till 4 a.m. Wow. Uh, he, he needs to be 
that's if you guys want them to be full-time content creator you just got to keep them up and get them fired you know what i mean that's or it. you know like subscribe and donate and stuff but yeah whichever to me you know to me twitch.tv forward slash the p child is where you can catch me uh all the time did you just mute me what no <laughs> <laughs> you did this reach over like you hit no the mute button. tell tell people where to find you okay you can find me on twitch.tv you son <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me everywhere on, uh, at the P Child. Yeah, yeah. I'm Lord underscore Fluffy. Double those underscores on the Twitter. We'll see you boys next week. Peace out. Peace.